So let's see here. It's only been about what, like, you know, two, three, four days since we did one of these. I think so. Yeah, we talked about Neptunia. That yeah, was we did. That was that's a good episode that nobody listened to, which is good. Yeah, we we didn't do the thing where you're like, and if you listen to this tweet, uh, Compa has pink hair to Rhett. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think we did that. It's, it's too. fun to put those things in where yeah. people will to see if anybody actually does it. Hey, nice. yeah, and usually I've gotten those like a month later. Sometimes it's funny. Oh wow, <laughs> nice. So these these, these episodes got a tail, man. Yeah, nice. People have a backlog, right? So you, <laughs> so you guys are ready for a podcast, I assume. Sure. Yeah, I guess. You They're could... ready for a y'all again. Over there doing pirate podcasts that aren't sanctioned. <laughs> pirate radio. God. Jeez. Guy I can't here. believe y'all y'all stole this back. I had to. You re- it's the lowest rated episode in history. Um, by what metric? Because And I'm not even talking the very lowest good. I'm not even talking about the lowest rated socks cast in I'm talking lowest rated podcast in history history on record hmm. uh no i'm thinking it was amazing and everybody loved it what about that one podcast where they watched till was it paul bart mall oh, the annual review of paul <laughs> oh yeah mall like yeah. the worst to... idea ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> to be to be done every year until we die yeah i can't wait for episode two this i know it's good i can't wait oh. to see what new and great things that they glean from that I might re-listen to the whole series in advance. Oh, hey, you know, sometimes it pays to get caught up. I mean, I know, like, yeah. you did that with, like, Lost and Breaking Bad. You kind of want to be <laughs> caught up on your canon before you jump right back in. Yeah. Well, I know most fans have listened through the Sox cast, like, two or three times at this point. Oh, just yeah, totally. Refreshing all the old gags, you know, just trying I, to... cut. literally nobody has. Actually, maybe Carmichael has. Like, he was like, good. Yeah, he was, best yeah, yeah. It's like, man, I need to go back and hear that one specific Rhett's dick gag again. <laughs> just, just to let you know, Rhett's dick will make you gag, folks. He's that ah. big. See what I did there, Rhett? See what I did? You see what I did? We're back! We're back! Oh my god, I just got it. That so... was a real long, that was like a John length. Wait, delay. Oh my god, it's like we go right from gag right into length jokes. It's perfect. Yes. So guys, <laughs> this is a great transition coming up. Oh, All we right. got a good a sagui. We got a good sagui coming right up. So before we kick things off, I kind of want to go off script a little. Uh, I don't like getting too serious time on our <laughs> admittedly already very dumb podcast. <laughs> um... But there is sort of a very serious thing that I kind of wanted to talk about because I think that um, the three of us each probably, you know, have had very intimate experiences with it. And I know that there are probably some folks out there listening that have as well. I know some folks in the community, too. Uh, And I wanted to just take a few minutes to kind of talk about depression and um, how really serious of a thing that really is. So um, the reason that. I kind of had to put the podcast on hold for a month is because for about a month and a half, I've been going through pretty bad, um, you know, mental state as it were, you know, depression. It's, uh, 
like I'm one of those lifers. It's kind of like, hey, you're going to have this the rest of your life. You've been on antidepressants since 13. Hooray! Um, but I guess I just kind of want to put it out there that, you know, um, don't let anybody ever tell you that depression, you know, isn't more than just like, oh, you're having a bad day. Um, it's something that uh, affects you to your very core. It can take everything away from you mentally, physically. Uh, it's just a very ugly beast that sometimes doesn't even have a reason for uh, affecting you. Um, and uh, I would like to urge, you know, anybody listening that, you know, if you've you're experiencing depression, you know, you're not, you're not going through this kind of thing alone. A lot of us deal with it on a very regular basis. Um, and if you can, there are ways to, uh, get help, be it therapeutic or medical, you know, don't let anybody tell you that the way that you're trying to deal with your depression or trying to address it isn't valid. I know a lot of people out there are very against, uh, medical means of dealing with it, but you know, somebody again, who's been on antidepressants since I was 13, I can tell you that it does help. Um, but, um, you know, just, uh, try and talk to your doctor. Um, doctors are very good at referring people to psychiatrists and therapists. Um, uh, if, if, um, you don't want to make those calls, you could have a friend make the call for you. Um, it's, it's a lot easier these days to kind of get the help you need for these things. Um, and I think that society kind of stigmatizes it in a way to where a lot of people kind of stay silent and battle it alone. And that's not really, uh, the way to go about it. Uh, you know, speaking as somebody who tried to do that for a very long time, uh, it's a really good way to end up in a, a bad place, probably worse than you were before. And you don't have to hit rock bottom, uh, in order to start, you know, seeing a way up. There's a way up a lot sooner than you think you've just kind of got to be able to kind of put your mind to it and, you know, have the courage to kind of reach out for help if you need it. So, um, I mean, that's just kind of all I wanted to say here at the start is that, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's not fun. And like, this doesn't last forever. You know, like you might have, you, you may be like me and have to deal with it forever, but it's not an everyday, all of the time thing. You know, it's just, sometimes there's going to be bad spots where you're going to roll through for like a month or two and it's not going to be real fun but uh you got a lot of people out there in your corner you got a lot of people out here fighting the same fight and uh uh if you need that help i hope you have the courage to uh, go out and uh get it somehow so i mean i guess that's all i wanted to say if either of you would like to add anything to that you're more than welcome to i think that was really well said thank you paulie hey, not a problem mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I had a, yeah. No, yeah, that was really moving. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, a, I mean, I'm perfect. <laughs> I had perfect kind of a, Bali. I had kind of a six-month period about a year ago, and you were really, really, really helpful mm -hmm. in that. It's, so it's, I really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, and that was that was the first time I dealt with it at all. So I know that that'll help me a lot if I have to deal with it again going forward. Yeah, like a lot of it, 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 it can strike people out of nowhere. And the first time you feel it, it's just like the weirdest thing because it just feels like it never ends. And mm -hmm. like, you know, sometimes there's just no answer. Sometimes there is, you know, sometimes there is a, a, a catalyst that uh, 
can spark those very, very bad places in your brain to say the very, very dark and horrible things that you'll hear and drain you physically and mentally. But sometimes there's just not an answer. And, you know, maybe you just need some help in figuring that out. And uh, yeah. you know, other perspectives is a really good way, you know, even though it's really hard you know, to open up to people like that, given that society wants us to shut up about any kind of mental illness or, you know, any kind of mental in incapacitation, you know, that we may experience, you know, the, the best way you're going to, I think, you know, get help is to get other perspectives, talk to people mm -hmm. that are dealing with it, get yourself some help professionally. You know, there's no, there's nothing wrong with it all. There's no shame in seeing a psychiatrist. I've been seeing them most of my life. So, um, you know, get on that if you need it. You got you got a you got a socks cast in your corner. We're fucking rooting for you. You know that. Absolutely. We are the podcast that loves you after all. Oh, <laughs> we love everybody. Yeah. We fucking love everybody. So, um we'll transition out of that and roll right into our regular <laughs> show. To my immediate virtual right. <laughs> he didn't know Hello? it. But, but he is up for re-election. Oh god, don't <laughs> say that word. It's Rhett! Rhett! Am I I'm creating a straw poll. I'm creating a straw poll right now. <laughs> what? And you are up for re-election. Oh my god. Yep, your title as the official SoxCast sex symbol is now up to, to, to the voting public to decide. When this episode goes live, there will be a link to a straw poll that will end in two weeks and we will determine if if we're happy with Rhett and the job that he has performed as our current sex symbol you just vote for Rhett but if you're looking for a little change if you're looking for someone else to kind of you know maybe Rhett's just not doing it for you anymore and I don't know why he wouldn't be personally but don't let me sway the vote you could vote for Boner Wait, so not me? No, it's not you. John, you're 12 Wait. years old. You can't be uh, sexy. No! I can, though! Uh, you're, you're not... You can't be sexy. It's, uh. it's, it's just not possible. So there you have uh. it. Rhett, and, Rhett versus Boner. Damn it. Oh, no. Socks cast sex quit symbol. against the guy with the phallus <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said... Look at the blog post and the main page when this when when this episode goes up, and be sure to cast your vote for the official Soxcast sex symbol. Is it going to be Rhett? Is it going to be Boner? Rhett, how are you feeling about this? You're you're okay, third so the, party the poll writing. Is not, third the poll's party not writing. Oh, the poll's not up yet. It'll be up by the time this episode goes live on Sunday morning. It's not throwing away your vote. I have to do like it's the whole like season. vote for yourself thing in like. Wave to the camera and say, I'm casting the first vote for myself. <laughs> so, I guess this is now the most important vote of the next few days. Yes, this is the, <laughs> like, this is the one that matters, really. This is the one everyone, when everyone's like, hey, go vote. Like, this is what they're talking about, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. These polls are going to be open for a couple weeks. So, you, you, got some time, <laughs> you got some time to think it over. No, I think the poll should be open for one day on a work day. One day on a work day. <laughs> yeah, 7 a.m. to like 9 a.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m.? 
People will be out by work by then. Delete the photocopier ID and send it to Polly first. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. And your so, and your credit card and mm-hmm. your social security card. Mm-hmm. And your Steam name. And, and your, your Steam password. name and password. I'm going to need those as well. Look, it's just look. I'm just We're trying to, have make to sure. recount all the Florida voters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of which there will be one. Well, two. We've got third party write-in for John. Yeah, somehow a third party write-in won Florida. This is rigged. <laughs> <laughs> Inconceivable to many reasons. This whole fucking process is rigged. Someone in Utah wrote McMuffin? Weird. (laughs) (laughs) To my immediate virtual left, he's the official Sox cast weenie. It's John Thire. Hi. How's it going, weenie man? (laughs) I framed screenshot of that time the discord channel topic was everyone wants to plow john <laughs> someday again someday one day everybody will want to plow you but yes but when you're older than 12 damn it Ugh. okay hi i'm here you're ready you, you sound like you're really ready for a podcast you sound I'm really so you sound like <laughs> really disappointed that you're not in the running i i am yeah but you, you know, know but you know all my fans came out for me but, you know, ultimately Boner won out as the better, as, you know, the more politically capable challenger, even if, you know, the ideas really aren't there. He just, had more, he just had more superdelegates. He just had more superdelegates. Oh, <laughs> Topical! <laughs> see, what right. a, see what a month off does? Totally refreshes you. Gets you going I again. I know. I've got my tea. We laugh. Get mug. We laugh to mask the pain of this actual election (laughs) that won't fucking end. It's almost over. Or is it just beginning? The nightmare is truly just beginning. If it it goes that way, then that just means that it'll be like not being in a nightmare. Then you realize you can't wake up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm expecting. I want to wake up Wednesday morning and just be like, okay, that period is over. Okay. Now the impeachment proceedings can begin. Yes. The now next four years to, of you can get back to your usually usual st- scheduled bullshit. <laughs> Come on, that's internet. Better. I have yeah, stupid that. shit that needs to be posted, and I don't need all of this political mumbo jumbo getting in the way. Go really, vote. Really cramping my style here. Yeah, but yeah, go vote. All right, so this is going up Sunday, so there will actually be time. Yeah, there will be time. There will be time. I I did. I went to the early board game in Florida. I know that the, that's not an option for everybody. Nope, nope. Stupidly. It's so nice. It was empty. That's that's very, very rare. Even in early voting, I've, I've experienced yeah. real long lines like, wow. Mm-hmm. We were the only people there, which was really nice because this is a scary one for other people. Yeah, this is it. one where I don't specifically, I very specifically don't want to be around other people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. Because yeah. other people are scary. Yeah. As this yeah. Just let us know. Yeah. Alright, so let's get back to some dumb games? things. How about talking about dumb things? We we've been way too serious on this podcast, way too long. Yeah. We're losing everybody. I want to talk about video games. Rhett! What do you want to talk about? I thought we were starting with John. No, we're starting with you. Oh, you don't want to talk about Star Fox with John? We I want to talk about it. Why are you spoiling John's segment? Why are you spoiling things that he's going to bring up, Red? <laughs> Did you forget how to podcast in one month? I never knew how to podcast. <laughs> Not a point. 
So talk about one of your dumb things for crying out loud. It's it's real intimidating being first after that intro. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot to live up to. Well, don't don't worry. I plan to disappoint. Just jump in. Do what I do. Okay. Strive for mediocrity. Uh, okay. Always succeed. <laughs> so re- remember retro game challenge. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that fills it out real fucking quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I played a bit of Crystallis and was like, this is fine. Yeah, and then I stopped playing Crystallis. Why did you quit <laughs> playing Crystallis? That I don't know. I just kind of just kind of got annoyed. And... Annoyed? There was one like ice maze, and I'm like, oh, God, I didn't want to. Look... I had to slide a little bit. I'm a little baby. Can't play video games. I'm a dark side rat. I'm Dark Soul Rat. I beat Dark Souls. You can't take oh. that away from me. Yeah. Wow, right. You're so extreme. Hardcore gamer over here, everybody. Yeah, so Dark Side Phil beat Dark Souls too as well. But he, he used chat telling him what to do. That's not the same. So, you don't like Crystallis. I didn't dislike it. I was just like, man, do I really want to spend like yes. a lot of time yes. playing this? Yes. Like the story seemed kind of thin, and it's okay, the whole Star, like it's better than Char Tropics. Oh, really? Because that's on the list later on. <laughs> <laughs> the whole like charge up your beam constantly thing just seemed kind of rough. After coming off of Zelda and having more direct control for stabbing dudes, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I think I think you're just kind of being a baby, but. Well, I've dabbled in it a couple times and it felt pretty slick. I'm excited to get to it at some point. Like, Gotta love that intro. Yes. yes, it's a it's a cool game. I just didn't feel the need to complete it. Like okay. John's feels sometimes with games where you said, like halfway into Final Fantasy IX, you're just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I've seen, like, I've I've seen <laughs> everything. I get everything that this game does. I know what's happening here. I mean, I might go back to that at some point, but I am not feeling that right now. Yeah. And then the, the next game on the list, I played for like 15 minutes and was like, this is cute. I'll get back to it. And then I didn't for like a month. <laughs> and that was? <laughs> uh, it was Gargoyle's Quest, I think, on Game Boy. Oh, was, I love that game. That game's real good. Yeah, yeah. So I plan to get back to that. I just. Also, it's like that. an hour long. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's maybe I'll, super okay. short. That, that, that motivates me. It's there not as go. long. It's not as long as Demon's Crest. Like, Demon's yeah. Crest is pretty long. Uh, Gargoyle's is Quest Demon's is... Demon's Crest good? I like Demon's Crest. Okay, cool. Because Gargoyle's Quest is such, like, a fun kind of prototypical, like, such a fun Game Boy game where mm-hmm. it's short and crunchy. Yeah. So Demon's Crest being, like, the kind of more drawn-out metroid SNES thing, it makes me wonder, like, it, it kind of was like, hmm, I'm not sure that this will be my jam. Hmm. So, so you're not. That's cool that you, that you like it makes it sound better because it is pretty. Right. Sorry, I dropped for like thirty seconds there. Okay, good job. Robot. We just we just talked about Demon's Quest for a minute. Yeah, that game seems cool. Maybe I'll play it someday. Mm. Man, this retro game what? challenge thing isn't quite working out, huh? No, because so the game that kind of inspired it to begin with was Yakuza Five. Mm-hmm. And because the second chapter of that game is just unbelievably fucking boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I looked on forums and, like, everyone was like, oh my god, the jail part in chapter two is, like, pulling teeth. It's so I'm like, not alone. 
you get to chapter two and rebirth two, and it's like this never fucking ends, does it? Yeah, and it's just like having played Yakuza four, where the same character went to prison and you did the whole prison break in that game as well. It's just like, oh my god, you're doing like five hours of similar stuff in a row, and it's just mind-numbingly boring. So I finally, I went, I came really close to giving up on Yakuza five. Mm-hmm. Like I had a moment where the random encounters in that game, like actually got annoyingly frequent. Mm-hmm. So I had a moment where I was just like, you know, what? fuck this game. I just I give up. <laughs> and then the next, and then the next day I went back and was like, oh, turns out I was like twenty minutes from the end of that character's arc. Oh, that's always good. Yeah. Like, apparently, after you finally get out of prison and then get out of the hunting village, mm-hmm. like, his whole section in the city is, like, an hour long. Oh, wow. It's really short. So, the third character in that game... Uh-oh. It, they they change things up. They would have the to. Third, yeah. But, man, this knowing what it was was really what motivated me to keep going, because mm-hmm. I had to see this for myself. The third character is Haruka, Kiryu's adopted daughter. Oh, God. Oh, that's Uh, so good. She does not fight. What? She has rhythm (laughs) minigames. Perfect! There are dance battles with people on the street. Oh, my. You do this whole, like, DDR, like match the symbols that are coming in like press the d-pad in certain directions and oh my it's God. really really silly so oh, her funny so her whole arc is about like you know being a pop she's a pop star now and like her rise to superstardom and then like the like the side quests that she does are like shake these fans hands like at a meet and greet but don't shake too long or they'll the line won't keep moving. Oh my like, god! The weirdest stuff. It's like an like, idol sim. It truly is, and like it, it's really like long and detailed. Like you do interviews and like press stuff. It's there's like a quiz show that you can go on. Like can you sabotage your Can you this. sabotage your career and get a boyfriend like Aya Hirano? No. Damn. It sounds so, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, it's probably the standout part of this game because it's totally different from anything else in the series so far. Mm-hmm. And then of course since it's a Yakuza game, like eventually oh, like the Yakuza are behind the rival like competitors, what do you call it? Like their management agency. Oh, gotcha. So like they are maybe thinking of doing some bad things to you her oh no so then they bring in another character to kind of save the day Mm. then you finally get to beat up dudes again as haruka no so you never actually get to fight as haruka which was really disappointing see like like the final battle should have just been like of her chapter should have just been like we'll we'll still do it as a rhythm game but it's this very choreographed fight sequence where she's just tearing the fucking roof off of everything Oh, that would be fun. I, it would have been so good, yeah. For all for as anime and ridiculously over the top as that series gets, the fact that, oh, you can't have the girl actually fight really does sting a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty silly. So basically they bring in one of the characters from Yakuza 4 as a sub-character in her arc mm-hmm. for fighting. But then he gets to do some of the dancing minigames. Oh, my God. No! 
Which is just completely ridiculous, though. That's so silly. And then the fourth playable, like, the fourth main arc of that game is just this totally unrelated character who was, like, a baseball star, and then baseball's rigged, and he gets kicked out of the league, and it's just, like, that's just such a weird game. <laughs> They're just, like, attacking all of these, like... like Institutions? Yeah, these institutions Kinda, yeah. and weird genre tropes. It's really are, ridiculous. That are very typical of Japanese media. Yeah, the whole, the whole baseball thing is weird because that sport is huge over there. Oh yeah, definitely. But, but it just That's feels why like every such... anime has a baseball as a baseball yeah. episode. Yeah, but like I've never seen it done like quite so big as in this. Really, mm-hmm. like where it's just like the Japanese major leagues and stuff, mm. and like these rivalries between towns and like oh. They were fixing the games, and the, the Yakuza were behind it all, and corruption. <laughs> so, like, these stories, these four character stories, don't really have anything to do with each other for, like, the better part of the game. And then it all sort of comes together at the end. Because mm. then, chap- instead of part five, it just says, finale, chapter one. And then there's finale, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four. Oh, my four. God. Good and then there's, like, finale, chapter five, the end. <laughs> it just it keeps going. I think you compared it to Homestuck on Twitter. Oh yeah, I've been doing that for a while, but like this one really dragged it out where finale part five is just like, what? It's not the finale then. God. So like there's four final boss fights mm-hmm. with each character. <laughs> because why Yakuza... not? Yeah, so Yakuza did four did the same thing where all four characters were in the same place and they each squared off against one of the four main villains. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that was really cool. And this one, everyone, like, splits apart. So, like, all four final battles happen, like, at the same time, but in different locations. Mm -hmm. And one of them is in a baseball stadium because, of course, like, up in the bleachers in front of Haruka's, like, idol debut performance in the background. (laughs) (laughs) So they just combined, like, every aspect of this game into one ridiculous moment. Oh... At but least it, fi- it seems it has the moxie to be as silly as you oh, yeah, can definitely. hope it, it is. Yeah, yeah. It really does sound like these games kind of succeed are like the modern Shenmue successors. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. Like, they're definitely sillier, but like they really, really care about their stories. Yeah, cool. Like in a crazy way. I'm really then, into that. And then the final, final boss is just completely nuts because. Like, you go into this big mansion, and then you fight him in, like, kind of the throne room, basically. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, they had this whole area. They didn't really use it, though. And then he, like, throws me out the hallway, and then we land in, like, the main foyer. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're actually changing, like, locations. Oh, that's and then so as good. The, and then as the fight goes on, we get get into another QTE, and he throws me, like, out the front door. And then we're just battling in, like, the snowy field outside the mansion. <laughs> it's just like, man, this fight is, like... 15 minutes long it's awesome <laughs> he's this cool guy's got game. like 20 health bars that's so good what a so, cool yeah. series i've never played any of these games they've just kind of not been on my radar they're interesting to say the least cool yeah they're very interesting they're very for as crazy as they get they're insanely slow a lot of the time yeah gotcha and like they've gotten better like i know I haven't played the first three, but I guess, like, when you got into random battles on the street, there would be load time. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that really sucked. Like, so, wait, gotten... random battles? 
Yeah. Is it like a beat em up or? I mean, it's a beat em up RPG. I think is the closest. Oh, okay. that's amazing. All right. Like when you're ran- when you're wandering around the city, like people will just come up to you and start fights. Yeah. <laughs> so like in the in the newer ones, it kind of does a Chrono Triggerish thing where there's a bit of a delay and then it goes into the fight. Yeah. But I guess in the older ones, it was just straight up like loading, Instinct. and then it was way slower that way. Yeah. Cool. So is the, is the fighting more fun than something like GTA? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like okay, the fighting is like clearly where they put a lot of the emphasis. Yeah, on. there's so many ridiculously over the top things you do. Like basically everything in the environment is a weapon. Cool. Use it yeah. however you want. Throw a vending oh, yeah, machine that's... at people. Yeah, that was the other thing I meant to say the other day. Is that this game, especially the first arc where you're playing as Kiryu, and it's more about like corruption within the Yakuza clan that he used to be a part of? Mm -hmm. It really reminded me of that first arc of Durarara X2. Cool. And it's just like, oh, this is Shizuo Simulator. (laughs) Because you can also like pick up vending machines. Well, okay, you don't actually pick up vending machines, but you pick up bicycles and beat people to crap with them. Like, (laughs) If there is something that I have wanted to do in my life, it is beat somebody with a bicycle. (laughs) I I think you can, like, get uh, stop signs and stuff as weapons Mm -hmm. as well. Oh, that's great. It's kind of like Dead Rising in a way where, you know, basically everything in the environment's a weapon. It'd be cool if they had, like, the the weapon combo thing that Dead Rising has. I mean, there are some goofy... There's there's so much to these games that, like, I kind of breeze through because... Because you it's don't have hard. To. It's hard to tackle everything that these games have because there are yeah, so many there's things. So much. Like there's a whole weapon, like not crafting thing, but there's a store that you really don't ever have to use because your fists are good enough. But like you can invest in this store, and then it'll have more weapons. But then there's rare items needed to unlock some of those weapons. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, the extent. Oh yeah. So this was a funny thing. After I finished the game, I was just kind of looking up stuff that I missed. Oh wow! And with one of the characters, there was this. So like Haruka had one side event that where you do you do stand up comedy with her. Oh wow. It's this really goofy side quest where like but it's also impossible because the game is judging you on timing and the correct answer. Oh. So you have to read the the things that it's giving you as possible replies. Yeah. And to, and time it perfectly to to where the timing would actually be funny. It's just like, "Oh, this I can't read that fast." Mm. Or just memorize these. It's really, really weird. And then, so the other character though has a chicken racing mini game. <laughs> but it's just like I miss this playing the game. And then I look it up, and it's just like you can breed chickens and like have special stats, and like there's what? different trainers for different chickens and special abilities and multiple tracks. And I'm just like, what is this game? <laughs> Why is this in here? It's like it's it, like you look at all of the dumb uh, uh, amount of time that like Rockstar puts into their side activities, and it, they're just kind of like dull and boring and not really I mean, fun. And then you look at Yakuza, where these things are maybe a little more half baked and very very silly, yeah. But they're way more exciting. I guess it's it's weird in this one because the other thing about this game compared to four is that four and I think all the previous games take place in the same city. Mm-hmm. In this one, each major part with those different characters all take place in different cities. 
Oh, yeah. So this game is also fucking huge. Yeah. Because then part five is also in the main city that the others are in. Yeah. So there's five cities in this game. And, like, obviously, the, like, the first four are way smaller than that big one. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, it's just kind of overwhelming. And, like, it almost feels like there's too much because then certain side activities just won't be in certain places in the map. Yeah. And you can't access them with certain characters until the very end. <clears throat> Another thing is that, remember me talking about the ping pong thing yeah. in the fourth game? Yeah. Where there's a mechanic to zoom in. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and watch the girl's breast swing back yes. and forth. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so the equivalent to that one is now air hockey. Oh, my and you can God. Still do the, you can still do the same thing where you hold left trigger to zoom in and watch yeah. their breast swing around. Yeah. But I noticed this very specific thing in the post game, and only in the post game where you get access, you can play as Haruka again. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can also play as Kiryu, her stepdad, and like ask her to like travel with you as a companion oh no and just oh, like no. and just like walk around the town she'll be like oh let's go do this let's go do that and it's re- it's really cute mm-hmm. and then i go i was just like oh wait a second oh no th- 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 they're not gonna let me do that are they they're they're gonna let you do that aren't they they didn't oh they wow totally don't let you oh wow I, I totally played uh air hockey with her and they don't let you oh thank god <laughs> And I didn't try this myself, but then I read online is that if you play as as Haruka and play against another woman, mm-hmm. they totally let you. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're making all the right decisions. Those games are real, real weird things. <laughs> Was that Yakuza? Yeah, so that's Yakuza. Dude, John, what you got for us? What do I got for you? What do I got for you? What do you got? Well, I played a bunch of RPGs for like a month straight, so I was pretty burnt out on that and like turn-based stuff and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I loaded up Star Fox 64. That game's... Hell yeah. That game's pretty much perfect. That game's pretty much perfect. And you know what? I feel like I barely played it over the time even though i played it a little bit as a kid at a friend's house mm-hmm. and revisited periodically throughout the year and throughout my life mm-hmm. and i was surprised playing it how much i remembered vividly even though I, it seems like i barely played it but um that game's real good y'all yeah that game <laughs> you don't have to tell me about Star Fox being good <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah i can I, tell that from think... playing your games I think on 64, I had, like, all gold medals yep. on the harder difficulty where you wear sunglasses because that's cool. Yep. God like, my cart, my cart still has that data, too. Yeah. I think mine does, too. I saw that <laughs> a year ago or so. It really bumps me out when that game came to 3DS and people were like, oh, it's only half an hour long. I'm like, no. Yeah, that game's got so much more to it if you dive into the mechanics and actually learn the stages and yeah play all the paths getting everything out of it in 30 minutes especially when there's multiple routes like even on the surface level yeah yeah even on that level it's absurd man that's a good ass video game i played it through the played through the easy route and had a good time Mm -hmm. um rail shooters huh fuck like, yeah, they just don't really exist anymore. No, no. When they're when they're good, they are so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, man. All right. All right. Specific moments that are pretty just great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, just the the way to get the secret level, the secret ending of the first level, where you had to, like, impress Fox. Yeah, fo- impress uh, Falco. Yeah, that's yeah. real good. I remember finding that the first time and, like, holy shit, I did a mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you, what do you actually have to do to – is it – Going under the yeah, things. you got to fly through the arches, and you okay. have to save him from the people at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, as a kid, there was a couple moments I saw my neighbor kids who were like teenagers playing it when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, this is three D because we had the SNES. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was all big and fancy. Um, the things I remember specifically were the train level. Oh man, the 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 big the like the awesome boss kill there, where you yep. hit the switches. So yep. oh, yeah. fucking baller. Yeah, I think it's the only way I to think... metal that stage too. Mm-hmm. Like I processed, what I processed at that level was that if you do things in a special way, then you go to a different stage. And if you do things in a different, and if you don't do that, then you don't, then you go to another area. Yeah. So that you can fail, and then the game would continue in a different way to, based on that. Mm-hmm. Blew my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, that shit and, was like, it was still relatively, like, an interesting and new idea at the time. Yeah. Not a lot of games take, like, outrun structure, you know? Yeah. Like, like I, mean, I think even the original Star Fox, like, it didn't have, like, in-mission things you did. Mm-hmm. No, to, it doesn't. Yeah, so, like, the fact that they were, like, little mini-objectives and secrets that you could find in 64 that would, like, shoot you off into a different um, branch well, of, of, of the yeah. star system was, like, super cool as hell. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, star, star Fox is just easy, normal, hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Panzer Dragon Zui has branching paths as well, but it's literally like, oh, do you go left or right here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the, Star, Fox star Fox is the literal <laughs> outrun of... of, yeah. of Mm-hmm. Yeah, Star Fox 64, like, there's that kind of Independence Day level where if you fail, like, you go to a different place afterwards. And I think, like, there's that level if Slippy gets captured or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah, also, like, like um, in the Asteroid Belt, if you fly through the seven uh, colored rings, warps. you warp to somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's a secret one because they don't show the line on the map. Nope. All right, and the, the, the other one, the other big thing that I remember from watching my neighbors play it, um, area six, that boss is like, just with the laser. Oh yeah. You, like the big rainbow laser. Yeah. So and I would always, cool. and they got there without slippy. So it didn't have a health bar, which just oh, made it yeah. really, really fucking creepy. It was yeah. like this thing just appeared out of the ether and it was, you know how things like in video games can kind of take on a greater significance when you're a little kid yeah it can just have that kind of hauntingness to them yeah like those two beats just watching my neighbors play Star Fox was just like whoa whoa what is this and then I pl- played up to area six and the boss was still really fucking creepy yeah that's effective that boss is really I think it's maybe the hardest boss in the game other than uh, the yeah. final star wolf battle yeah man which is final, where I got ooh, that yeah. final star wolf battle whoo yeah, I have not beaten that. I played through. I played through to that or to the other route with Venom like six or seven times. Um, had a real good time, but I still haven't beaten that battle yet. It's a very, very difficult fight. 
Okay. Especially, if, just... start, if, especially if wingmen start eating it, then, you, then mm-hmm. you're fucked. Yeah, so I just need to get there with... Do, do, do you power up your laser? Is that, that is a thing, right? What do you mean, power it up? Um, like, you collect little laser power-ups, right? Yeah, you get the blue laser, and then you do more damage. Okay, so it's just the one, the one power-up, yeah. basically. Well, it, there like a, well no, too? there's, like, a green twin laser. That's your first uh, upgrade. And then you get another one, and it gives you a blue twin laser. Oh, okay, because I never fully processed how that worked. So I, if I get to Star Wolf without, with one guy and the Bakes laser, yeah. then there, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to make any progress. You're there. not going to have I got, a good day. I dug into it pretty deep because I got there with like seven lives, like three three times, mm-hmm. and burned through all the lives. Yes. Yeah, um, so I feel like if I get there again with like the three, I just need to focus on getting there with the three guys and with um and with the laser. Yeah, like that fight, uh, you've really got to make use of you turning, breaking, and boosting. Like they want you to basically show everything you've learned in order to pull that mm-hmm. fight off. I didn't know you could turn really fast with um the R L and R Z and R buttons. Mm-hmm. That makes a big ass difference in yeah. that fight. <laughs> yeah, it makes a huge difference once I like, I started doing way better. Like, I actually took out a few of them. Yeah, you can turn really uh, fast, and barrel rolling is not just for looking pretty. It, it will deflect their yeah. shots, so you want to be yep. doing that a lot too. Oh, it deflects shots. Yeah, it deflects. Oh. It, defle- it deflects normal uh, lasers that come at you. I didn't know that. Yep, they'll ping right off of you. Yeah, I got to a point where all my people were died, and two of them were alive, mm-hmm. and I wound up like. Dragging it out for like ten minutes, spinning in circles, <laughs> with like one <laughs> trying wing. to shoot. Yeah, trying to shoot them with um, without taking any hits, just spinning in a circle for like ten <laughs> minutes, barely chipping away every couple, like every minute or so, and then dying. So it's a it's a tough fight. I really want to get through the hardest route because I've seen, I heard about the ending. Like, there's oh. some old, old some old game website with like the feature called memory card moments mm-hmm. um where i learned about a bunch of neat beats and i guess it's basically just a bunch of spoilers but yeah. it got me to play a bunch of games that i was really didn't know anything about otherwise like it was talking about the statue thing in dragon quest 5 and then i was like oh shit i have to play this game and then i did and it was beautiful mm-hmm. um and i talked about Star Fox 64's true end yeah so i'm like oh damn i didn't know this game was also like kind of touching yeah, it's got a cute little ending. Exactly. So I want to play through to the end of that and kind of get that. Because that's sort of the thread there is with um, Peppy and Pigma and the your dad. Yeah. So I'm real interested in that. Um, what a beautiful, great video game. It's damn like, near perfect. It's <laughs> as close to perfect yeah. as you can get, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's the best yeah. Nintendo 64 game, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. According uh, to studies, Ocarina of Time is better. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's like the the one Nintendo game that just with like, com- it's definitely the Nintendo game that made the transition with the most, with just perfect well, dignity and class, you know, because yeah, it was well, already. It, it's a rail shooter too, so exactly. but it was all it was already a three D game though. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Like, it had so, to change the least, but then it actually kind of changed. And the they'd already like, had a prototype, you know, with Star Fox 2 on the uh, NES that did not get released. But a lot of the stuff that is in mm-hmm. Star Fox 2 
like the all, that, range, the all range mode and things like that. It's all right. I don't think it's all that. Like I don't think I they it. really did anything. Yeah. I don't think it hurt anything with them not releasing it. I just don't think it's mm-hmm. super great. A super great game. I think they might have helped by not releasing yeah. it because, like, especially being Star as close Hunt, as it Star was Hunt. to sixty four. Yeah. <clears throat> that it was just those two games. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty big ass deal. And then a bunch of other, and then no other games. Yeah. Yeah, no. no other games were created in that series, unfortunately. Especially not on the Wii U, which you think a Star Fox game could have worked on that system. Yeah, you'd think so, but yeah. Or actually, okay, like real talk, why the F was there never a game on the Wii Yo, using like, motion controls? It's like the perfect. You have a fucking pointer in your hand. Just. Where's the Miyamoto moment where he's like swinging that thing through the air like it's an hour wing going, oh, game idea. Yeah, like, <laughs> how does that never happen? How did Platinum make a make one of these games and have it not be good? Exactly. Like didn't um didn't the guy you know the the Platinum guy put like a Star Fox mini game in Bayonetta yeah. two because yeah. it's one of his you, favorite. Games you can ever. straight up play as an R wing in Bayonetta two for yeah. one level. Yeah. If you because he like... made a list of like his favorite games ever and it, it was up there. I think sixty four. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Namco they they make they make this Ace Combat games which are really good. <laughs> They made a shitty Star Fox game. It's just like this curse. Okay, what it's if we so- have From Software make a shitty Star Fox game? What would that even be? You crash and you die and you have to start over. There you go. <laughs> crash, oh. you die, and... and go- you see, any oh. games where you actually die and then have to restart a level is... Um, basically, is a Dark Souls-like. That's yeah. something that yeah, Dark Souls invented. Yeah. Any punishment whatsoever is... <laughs> This game actually, actually punishes actually the player. No. <laughs> actually, no, because Hyper Light Drifter just has you restart in the room you're in. Yeah. And everyone said, that's Dark Souls, so... God. It's just, it's just a fuck shit like, show. Like, everything is, is Dark Souls now, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, for real. From Software, Star Fox, Invasions. That could you're, work. You're, you're, that could you're be in really all range good. mode, and all of a sudden a red R-Ring shows up and starts shooting oh, at you. That could work. That could work. Oh, that's pretty good. If you could customize your ships a little bit, then everyone yeah. could have sort of this ownership. Give me, give me Star Fox oh, 64 gameplay. Game. Give me Star Fox 64 gameplay with F Zero GX's vehicle customization. Oh, jeez. F Zero seems sort of like a fun sister series to Star Fox as well, also. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, the thing where F Zero you know, never they... got bad, though. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. it ended. They made three, like, great games and then stopped. Yeah, it was real smart. And then Star Fox made two great games <laughs> and then continued. Like, you can literally, you can really seem like you can draw that comparison with, like, F-Zero and F-Zero X and F-Zero GX. And mm-hmm. just yeah. those very solid explorations of the ideas. Yeah, like, and it takes, like, every game in that series, the, you know, like, the, the steps forward that it takes makes sense. Yeah. And it means that every game itself is valuable in its yeah. own way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, F-Zero is not eliminated. The, the, you're not, not going to never play F-Zero because F-Zero-X exists, and you're not going to never play F-Zero-X because GX exists. Yeah, because, like, F-Zero is still fun. I still like that game yeah. a lot. Oh, it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love video games. They're all right. All right, so Star Fox <laughs> 64. Starcast approved? 
Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, bring it back to Red then. Yeah, Red. What, what else you got for us? What else have you been up to? What else? Uh, this is maybe a decent segue. I played Ratchet and Clank: A Crack in Time. Oh Woo. shit! That game's real good. So oh, I've no. never played. What? I'm thinking. This is not gonna... a bad. Song. Okay, I was like, I was like, oh, he's gonna shit on it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game. And so... I kept, I kept trying to make you do so because I was like, dude, I know this is kind of up your alley. But I. I also didn't have a PlayStation 3 for a very long time. That's a good point. And I never had a PlayStation 2. I still haven't. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. But then, you know, there was a huge sale, and I'm like, well, I'll get the one everybody, basically everybody says is the best, which is a crack in time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that game's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I maybe expect up your arsenal. Pardon? I haven't played it. It's is not up your second? arsenal. Is that the is, I thought one? that was the one that everyone really. Um, the third one. I think going commando oh. uh, uh, is probably the one that I see the most lauded. Uh, that's the second okay. PS2 game, and that's one of okay. my favorites. But I don't really like the hacking mini games in that game anymore. Gotcha. Uh, cool. All right, continue it. Yeah, I think of the original trilogy, like two and three seem very highly lauded, but yeah. one of the of the newer ones, Ratchet and Clank Future, like every. Almost unanimously, everyone's like, "Yeah, a crack in time." I like tools. I like tools of destruction, but if I'm gonna have to like, you know, have a gun to my head, you know, and have <laughs> a crack in time and tools of destruction, I'm going with a crack in time every time. Cool. cool. I guess I expected more time stuff in this game for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. there's not really a ton of it. No, it's, it's mostly really just, those... just the clank stuff. Yeah, the clank stuff, and then afterwards, it's just like, yeah, you have a time slowdown bubble, but no, like crazy rewinding shenanigans but that's that was fine it was just a good shooter those are really fun puzzles too to kind of like suss out the 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 and the last one really Woo, they're hard it it wasn't so much that it was hard but it was like i got to the end and then realized like i had to do everything three seconds slower Mm -hmm. to get my guy to the door in time yeah so i had to like redo the whole thing i was just like ah you know what i do like that that game does when it has um, mini games, mm-hmm. it'll allow you to skip them if you keep failing them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Because there's one part in the game where you do the, like this kind of weird twin stick shooter-ish thing. Where it's like the globe. Yeah. Yeah, that's really hard. But I was like, when they started tutorializing it, I'm just like, oh, this seems awful. And then I had fun, fun with it. Yeah, like, it's actually pretty ramp- fun. R- once they ramp it up. But like knowing that if I had actually failed a bunch, they would have just been like, "Ah, you, you can move on." Yeah, you <laughs> like, you get the gist of it. Yeah, that would that would have been nice. Yeah, that's nice to know. Cool. It was also weird that they tutorialized this thing and then had you like ramp up to the highest difficulty and then never did it again in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I think in general that game actually has like really excellent pacing because you're always changing it up in some way yeah they, uh, like, they like all the planets have interesting and unique gimmicks like they don't keep you doing one thing for yeah. way too long at all and then like once you finish like a big story beat with ratchet you jump over to clank and then do some puzzles with him and then jump back mm-hmm. and then that's smart the thing i didn't know about this game is that like it's kind of open worldish, yeah or, like o- open universe mm-hmm and I think they must have played Mario Galaxy because there's this whole thing where you can go down to these planets that are very spherical and run around them and yeah. complete little side missions. Yeah, so that was a cool little, little diversion that I guess is unique to that game. 
as far um, as the main series goes. Like, in terms of, like, the planet thing, like, the spherical yeah. way things are handled, I think that it's unique to that game, but, like, the Ratchet & Clank games have always had sort of an open galaxy kind of feel to them where uh, you fly around to different planets. That's cool. And I like how, like, you even have, like, a radio and can turn on, like, the space trucker radio. Yeah, yeah, the radio station. Like, the humor in that game, it's so Saturday morning cartoon, (laughs) but it's so earnest and so well done. It's, like, it's really snappy and well written. It's, like, a lot of people are, like, oh, man, I really like this cartoon. It's great for kids, but it's fun for adults, too. And I think that, like, that game really exemplifies that really well. I would say, like, I never really found it particularly funny, mm-hmm. but it was well done. Like, yeah. I actually mm-hmm. really liked the main villain. Oh, God, the Do- main villain's Doctor fantastic. He was ridiculous. Yes. What was the other thing? Oh, so this game actually reminded me a lot of Star Fox in kind of tone. Mm-hmm. That's where, cool. like, I was like, man, this kind of feels like the template for what a Star Fox on, with on-foot sections should be like. Yeah! Right? Because there's also... When you're in the space stuff, you can also have like these dogfighting mi- minigames, mm-hmm. but that all plays on a 2D plane, so it's kind of assy. Yeah, it's not it great. Been, it could have been better. Could've so been like better. if you if you just stuck in like Star Fox in those sections and then ha- kept the on foot stuff the same, you would you'd have... have a really great Star Fox game. Yeah, yeah. And you're even playing as a furry guy with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> to think of like the weapons and stuff, because I think that the Ratchet oh my and Clank games. Always have really fucking cool weapon loadouts. Oh, what's the one? The guy who talks and oh, just kills stuff for you. Oh god, Mister Zircon. Mister Zircon. <laughs> Mister Zircon will kill you. <laughs> he, he, okay, he was the one thing that kept cracking me up the whole game. Because <laughs> like, there's that one peaceful race of aliens. I forget. Oh, I just can't remember what they're called. But he's like, oh, fongoids. Yeah, and he'll just be like. Why can I not kill these puny fongoids? <laughs> and he's always talking about killing you, too. Yeah. Like, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Zircon doesn't really particularly care who he's killing. He just wants to kill people. <laughs> and he's very, very vocal about, like, if there are no enemies around, he's just like, maybe I will kill fuzzy little rodent pal. <laughs> he definitely stood out because of all the talking. Yeah, yeah. And just because it's like, you always want to have one of those out to keep you well guarded yeah yeah, yeah a, lot the the com- a lot of the combat situations in that game get pretty damn intense near the end too oh yeah i died oh my god so the final final boss mm-hmm. i died when they were at like one percent life <gasps> and i was like oh there'll be a checkpoint though because there was kind of a cutscene in the middle and then i start like outside the boss arena and it's just like oh no nope. no there wasn't doing the whole fight again it's a really <laughs> good I- fight though yeah i yeah, it was fine, and then I won handily the second time because mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, I have to like manage my ammo a lot better this time." Yeah, because yeah, you don't have a ton of ammo for each gun, but you have like twelve guns, so yeah, know when to use which big guns to do as much damage as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be like a real trivial kids game at the start, and then by the end, it's like this is really like intense and kind of challenging. And like the, awesome. the the stuff like the combat arena and stuff adds so much more to like like they really make you get in there and explore the depths of combat and like your movement and conserving ammo yeah. and things like that. It's like those games have always been top notch uh, in that mm-hmm. regard. Yeah, I did the first three 
arena thing. So then I got to like the platinum one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the second one, I was just like, man, this is this is maybe a bit too hard now. Because they start fucking with uh, like the 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 actual layout of the arena and like yeah. holes and shit. It's like no. One of them was like, don't get hit the entire time. Oh man, those are so hard. Yeah. Oh, they're so hard. Because, like, damage can come just from out of nowhere in that game sometimes. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just standing in the corner praying and, like, doing that one huge lightning orb attack. Yeah, yeah. I think they gave you that... I forget what it's called. Like, it's just this huge ball of lightning. And it and sucks just, things like, in and electrocutes them. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, and I got that to level 5 so quickly. I'm yeah. just like, why did you guys give me the strongest weapon first, practically? Why not? Like, that game's just, like, all about yeah. giving you fun toys to play with. But that one seems so much better than everything else. Oh, it's real good. It's real good. <laughs> so I was just like, well, I'll just put that on like page two just so other guns actually get a chance to level. Because <laughs> otherwise I'm just going to use that the entire game. Yeah. And I yeah. So I, I tried as much as I could to use everything. Because yeah, the there part... there's so many good weapons, it sounds yeah. like. They really are. Yeah. It's just tricky when like you have a ton of stuff at level five and they give you a new gun that's level one. And you're just like, why would I use this? But then... I leveled it up, and it's just like, oh, this was actually really good by yeah. the time it leveled up. Like, I was able to use it effectively on the final boss. And it doesn't take that long to really level up uh, no. weapons in those games at all. Like, you know, like a good 10, 15 minutes, you'll have a weapon to level 5, like, in any area that's got a decent amount of enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to grind, though. I was no, just there's no point in that. Stuff. Yeah. Story's actually pretty good, too. Yeah. It's got a bit of a little touching... I it's mean, got some touching moments there. I definitely knew where they were going with yeah. things pretty early on. Yeah, yeah. But then they all, they almost faked me out because the final fight against Nefarious was so big. And I'm like, oh, this has to actually be the final boss. I was wrong. <laughs> then, no, of course I wasn't. Yeah. That, that final Nefarious fight was like... Kind of reminded me of what the Sonic games always go for and maybe miss a lot of the time awesome i can see that yeah he he just like destroys the arena towards the end and you're just like jumping through these fragments of it through Mm -hmm. space i'm just like this is fucking cool yeah my favorite thing in that game were those rocket boots oh they're so those things were just so fun yes (laughs) anytime and i died a lot because of this anytime i would be on foot i was just like i'm putting on the rocket boots i'm jumping to my death because i go too far yeah (laughs) they felt so good and then you have an acceleration yeah it's just man like that's an essential ass ps3 game i think yeah it's I so awesome, fucking good. definitely so uh, another thing about this game is that it runs at 60 frames a second oh yeah it does yeah so feels real good mm-hmm. and uh in a weird coincidence last night i was reading through a forum thread about the new ps4 ratchet and clank 30 frames uh-huh. a second which is 30 frames a second yep and so it's getting an update for playstation 4 pro this week yeah and it it's still going to be 30 frames a second because they just straight up designed it to be 30 frames a second yeah yeah like like if they tried to increase it you know like timing and stuff would go oh yeah we know that shit so everyone in this thread on neogaf was complaining that the older games were 60 and why is this new one 30 and then i saw interviews from like insomniac staff from 2009 right after the release of ratchet and clank a crack in time where they basically swore off 60 FPS forever. Yeah. Because yeah. like, they were so mad. Yeah. Getting that they game were... to 60 constantly, apparently, was a massive pain in the ass. 
and then they were pissed that no reviewers mentioned it. Yep. <laughs> and then they were like, you know, frame rate doesn't sell games. Pretty graphics sell games. And it's just... That's so It's depressingly now. true. Yeah. It just it sucks yeah. that they had series that was like... That was the one thing about it is that they're 60. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the PS2 games are as well, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I was so impressed to see a game that looked that good... Even in this day, when I have, you know, the newer system, like, wow, this is 60 on a PS3? This is magic. Yeah, like, that game, like, even if it's a PS3 game and it's last generation, it is no slouch in the graphical yeah, department. Yeah, it still looks great. And it's just like, oh, man, you guys, you were the heroes of 60 FPS and you walked away from it. It's just depressing when, like, oh, PS4 Pro, will you raise the frame rate? No, we're just adding anti-aliasing and cranking the resolution even higher for no reason. Wow. I I really like smooth frame rate. Especially when so much stuff is popping off in that game towards the end. Oh, which yeah. Which is like enemies, 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 enemies. And it just looks incredible. Yeah. It feels real good. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it so does. I wonder what those games would feel like. So this is the only one I've ever played. Mm-hmm. What those games would feel like if there wasn't like... Is it Gears, the currency? Yeah, like bolts. Like those things are just... Bolts, okay. The bolts are just, like, literally constantly flowing into you. Yeah, like, <laughs> bolts are kind of goofy. Every, like, everything you do, bolts are just flying out of everything and then getting sucked towards you all the time. Yeah, like, the cheap items are, like, 15,000 bolts. Yeah. And, like, by the end, it's like, oh, to buy this top-level gun, it's, like, 80,000 bolts. Like, they are, co- they're everywhere. And I think, you that, like... You destroy a bush and, like, a hundred fly out. Yeah, and I think it's actually literally, like, a hundred bolts. Like, yeah. like you got 15,000 bolts because you actually saw 15,000 bolts fly out of something and <laughs> into so you. Silly. I think they're actually rendering every fucking bolt. It's like, I get that it's kind of like a feel-good mechanic, but it feels like they go too far with it because it's I so never got to. I never got tired of it. I never thought it was silly. It just always, it's such okay. a good feedback loop. I kind of love that. You know what I think is the most the silliest thing though hmm. is when you solve a puzzle with Clank, mm-hmm. and then you walk out into the next room, and fourth <laughs> and like four or five thousand yeah. bolts just appear above you and fly into you. Yeah, and there's like this huge like gospel choir, Ta-da! <laughs> and thousands of bolts raining down. Like you solved the puzzle, yeah! <laughs> oh, you! You're the best gamer ever. Yeah, that game's real cool. Hell yeah, it is. And I kind of feel good on the series, though. That's good. That's good. Yeah, glad you got that one in that that one, then. Like, if you're going to play a game in the series, I think that's probably the one I would pick, personally. Like, maybe if the trilogy pack was on sale, Mm -hmm. again, I might check out 2 and 3, but for now, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm probably going to check out the the PS4 one, because I do do like that series a lot. I mean, the PS4 one does look ridiculously good. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. And I got the TV for it, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I've got, like, a nice 60-inch TV. Cool. So is that Ratchet and Clank? That's Ratchet and Clank. So I've been doing something. Look at me! Oh, I'm really? shaking things up! I'm shaking things up! I jumped right in front of John. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so, how do you guys feel about speedrunning? I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't done a lot of it myself. It's real cool, though. Like, so, I think, like... Probably, I would say for all three of us, like, the earliest instance of speedrunning that any of us ever interfaced with 
was getting a secret ending in a Metroid game, right? Because that's always yeah. kind of been the incentive of those early games is, you know, mm-hmm. you get you get the ending, you see Samus be almost snakers. <laughs> it's kind of... I, I mean, I never beat the first two and that I don't really ever remember doing that with Super Metroid, to be honest. Mm, that was like Super where... Metroid also graded on percentage, which takes way longer. Yeah. I remember doing that. Yeah. So that's sort of like where I initially got into the idea of speedrunning. But it was more of like a personal thing, like in the 90s. It was just like, well, I, okay, if I beat this in three under three hours, I get a cool ending. Okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. I wonder if I could do it faster. What am I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just kept doing that, like, with myself over the years, you know. And, like, I got to a point where it was just like, you know, I could get 100% of the items in Super Metroid, you know, in, like, an hour and a half or something. And... Mm-hmm. And then in like, you know, 2000, 2001 or so, you start getting like, you know, online, like communities start building around the idea mm-hmm. of speed running, particularly games with like the uh, quake and things where they had individual level times and you would just see how fast you could get through a level. But like Metroid was another one of these games that kind of always came yeah. along and, like, that was just like, oh, hey, look, there's all these crazy glitches in this game I never knew about that allow you to go even faster. Holy shit. So, like, you know, then I take that one hour, 30 minute time down to, like, okay, now I'm doing it in an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, so that's sort of, like, where I first interfaced with uh, speedrunning. And, you know, of course, you've got GDQ events and things like that really just kind of like blowing up with popularity speedrunning events are sort of happening all the time it's a big thing on twitch like i think that it's probably one of the bigger draws behind like league of legends and things like that um Mm -hmm. and i watch a lot of speedrunners you know um so i decided to sort of like you know like i've never really jumped into this in a way that makes a little more sense because tackling a big thing, a big optimized thing that like super Metroid is now, it's kind of crazy to try and do because like that game has been so torn to pieces and dissected over the years that it is so optimized that like people I think are getting world records now by frames. Oh, Jesus. That happened today. The the Ninja Gaiden world record holder, he got another world record by, I think, 10 frames. What? <laughs> yeah. Dude wears a cowboy hat and has a mustache. He's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I but, mentioned that the other day. So, yeah. Oh, go on. It's fine. But um, I decided, like, okay, like, I'm going to try this just to see, like, just kind of get into that mindset. What does it take to, like, take a game, grind it down as best you can, just you completely dedicate yourself to this game. So I, I decided to go with a game. It's just like, well, okay, this is a game I can beat with my eyes closed. It's the easiest game I've ever played in my life, and I don't know why everybody <laughs> thinks it's hard. The first, <laughs> the first Contra game on NES. I mean, who can't fucking beat that game? It's so easy. Oh, yeah. It's the fucking easiest NES game that everybody thinks is the hardest for some reason because they're <laughs> terrible at video games or something. Um, so I thought that'll be my speed project. I'm going to, I'm going to learn some, some speed tech for Contra. Let me tell you something about Contra. That game, that game is not very nice. It will, (laughs) it will violate you in ways you'd never imagined one could be violated before. It will make you say things you never thought you'd ever (laughs) say before. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, 
playing that game, you know, without losing momentum, just never stopping, going forward at all times with reckless abandon, playing that game as if it is an auto-scroller, essentially, Mm -hmm. that has proven to be one of the most difficult things I've ever done in trying to play a video game. Like, this game is a game that I could probably beat with my eyes closed. Like, on any day, you set me down in front of it casually, I will one-credit that game for you easily. In an instant, yeah. And speedrunning that game, you are only going to probably finish .00001% of your runs. (laughs) I dare say I've got probably three or four hundred attempts. I've probably finished five runs total. It's just a very interesting way to kind of look at this game again. That I don't, like, like, part of this, I don't really think much of the first Contra game. I think that it is Mm -hmm. solid. I think that it's still a good game, but it does not hold a candle to Super C. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that Super C just obliterates it entirely mm. um but i chose that i chose the first one because it's like oh well it's the easy game so i can do that turns out i guess super c is the easier speed run <laughs> <laughs> so why is that because it doesn't require as much mashing because uh enemies uh. seem to go down faster bullets move a lot faster like your shots are just connecting with enemies oh, that's right yeah. way quicker like i think that like like I didn't realize how fast of a game Super C was until I spent about a month only playing Contra. Contra is very slow. Like it is not a fast-paced game at all. It is a very walk-in-the-park kind of game. If you look at the pace of it, and then you go fire up Super C, and you're dead in 30 seconds because. <laughs> How is this this much faster? Like the game is like the game is either seventy five percent or a hundred percent faster than the first game. Really? Like it is fast, fast. Like I did not realize how fast that game was until I saw it in comparison. You know, from having dumped so much time into uh, Contra itself, and man. And like I said, you know, just like doing this whole speedrunning thing kind of gave me a new appreciation for Contra. You know, I'm still like, I've still got goals. Like, um, currently, like my best time is 11 minutes 29 seconds, which is far, 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 far away from the world record. Uh, I'm not even looking at that. Um, yeah. Ideally, I would are like. So optimized now. Yeah. Ideally, um, I like. I think the world record is nine minutes 54 seconds. Whew. And that's really it's... ridiculous. It's crazy, yeah. But, you know, it's just like, it's just interesting is that, like, there are these things that's just like, there's no way I'll ever be able to learn that. There's no way I'll ever be able to do that. And then just, like, over the course of, like, a couple of weeks, and it's just like, oh, no, I can get quick kills on those base bosses pretty easily now. Where, like, when, like, the first time I ever streamed it, boy, oh, boy, we had some fun in the base levels, didn't we? (laughs) I remember that. That was good times. Those levels aren't good, great to begin with. Though. No, they're not. They're still like the worst part of the speed run because they're like the hardest to actually nail down and do quickly. Because like, like I won't go into details, but it's all about maintaining yeah. spread rhythm and being able to just like keep a constant stream of bullets on screen and never letting that stream of bullets stop. And that is hard to do. 
Yeah, in a lot of the other stages, you can just keep on running, so there's like only so fast you can go, but the bases are just, you have to kill those cores as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's... it's, it's, it's yeah, it's been really cool. Like, ideally, like, I would like to get a time under 11 minutes, but I will take a low 11-minute run and be happy with that. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. it's actually gotten, you know, like, this is something cool that I want to continue exploring, you know, as, like, a, a, a hobby pastime kind of thing. Like, I've got a couple other games I'm uh, looking at running because I think the runs are really fun. Obviously, I want to do Super C because I think that game's awesome and the run looks really, really fun. Um, cool and um jackal it's like an eight minute run but it's like cool really fast like like i think that's the kind of speed run i want to aim for and like i don't really want to go into these like four and five hour games where <laughs> it's just like you Super lose my rpg speed run well even then that's like it's it's still two hours lost. Like if you lose a Super Mario RPG run, you lost two hours of your life. Whereas like you know like I'm fine with losing you know ten fifteen minutes if a run goes bad. Mm-hmm. In Aliens it, Lair, that's not supposed to happen. Uh, <laughs> oh, is man. Super Mario RPG really only two hours? It's a two-hour, fifty-six-minute run. Oh, th- that's three hours then. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. But like most people tend to poop out at about the two-hour mark. Like if you're going to lose a run, it's uh, usually in the two-hour range. Is there like a specific glitch in that game? I'm just curious because mm, RPGs usually aren't that short. There are some glitches where you can like. Um, it's got something to do where if you, like, swap a character out before they level up, like, when you're doing, like, when you grab a star, you know how, like, when you go around bonking enemies off the stage and you can still level up in that form? Um, if you switch a character mm-hmm. out before that level up happens, the character that was originally in that slot, like, the character that gets put in will inherit that other character's skills. So you can, like, get oh. Princess Peach casting all of Gina's oh. skills and stuff like that. <laughs> so that's how people do things like that. Uh, it's cool. it's, a, it's a really fun run, though. Like, I don't watch a lot of RPG speedruns, but I do like the runs for Chrono Trigger and Super Mario RPG. Cool. I like Final Fantasy IV. Oh, when God. It gets real, real dumb at the end. Yeah, it does. It's real stupid. I have another game suggestion. What's that? for you russian attack i thought you were doing that like ages ago yeah russian attack never never finished it that game's pretty good i like that game i've also i've also been challenged to learn the little mermaid (laughs) really (laughs) by the world record holder of the game that's another thing uh angry lanks Um, that's another thing that I didn't anticipate going into this is that when I started doing this, I just kind of started popping around more retro based, uh, streams to kind of see what people were up to. And there's where I met, you know, the world record holder for Ninja Gaiden and uh, the little mermaid. And he's also a Contra player. And he gave me a lot of really good advice for getting better. And the thing that I have noticed about this small community that I've kind of run into of these games that I'm interested in speedrunning is that like, everybody's super fucking cool with one another. Like, they're very mm. welcoming of new players. It's just like, if you got a question, like, they'll just like, you know, like, this run isn't going here. This run isn't going where. Here, let me show you what I would do here. And then, like, they'll just, like, stop their game and show you, like, here's what I would do. And, like, you know, if you need any help with that, you know, I'll stop by your stream and give you some advice. And that's happened when I've done some streams is uh, um, Angry Lanks came by my stream once and was like offering me some advice on how to better handle the base bosses and stuff. And that advice paid off. And like, that's been really cool shit. 
So it's definitely something that, you know, I think it's cool to kind of have in the old back pocket uh, to kind of, like, go back and revisit some games or, you know, like, learn about some games you never... Like, I've never played The Little Mermaid before. It's just like, well, I'll watch your run. Okay, that run actually looks kind of fun. I'll, I'll give it a shot <laughs> and see what I can do. Um, but, yeah, I think that, like, it's it, it, it's something, little you know, cool to add to the old pile of things I can do, I suppose. Uh, Rad. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's basically like, like I haven't really done much else. Just, you know, too busy. And then oh, the whole depression thing <laughs> doesn't, it's Speed not, runs. not really conducive <laughs> to doing things. It turns out, yeah. um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's basically all I've been into. John Thire, what you got up next? All right. Okay. So I'm going to read a thing from the Sox Me People website. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> If you've never played and loved at least one shmup in your life, then get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. That's from your introduction to Red and Sunburst's uh, shmup things. Dang. I just remembered that because I've been poking around those again. Those are good. And then he got the fuck out. Yeah, he got the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, shmups are really great, huh? I After I played a bunch of Star Fox, I mm-hmm. was like, oh, I want to play this, but like 2D. And then it turns out there's a lot of those. Oh, there's, yeah, definitely. There's way more yeah, than rail shooters. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I was basically, um, last year I ran through, I just credit fed my way through Rayforce. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, this game is a fucking masterpiece. I am going to need to sink some real time into that, this game, at some point. Yeah. Because it is just absolutely really phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that. I've been playing a shit ton of Rayforce and actually getting pretty good at it compared to where I was at earlier. Um, it definitely feels and, better to not be credit feeding those games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're doing that, then it's just you're not. There's not really a point to doing that more than once, I think. Yeah. You know? Like aim for the one CC. Like it's definitely a challenge and it's going to drive you crazy. But I think it always feels good at the end. Yep, and I've never really done that. Mm. Like, um, I played a ton of the Toho games. Like, I played up like one through eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, where and but for most of those, you have like three credits. Yeah. So I played them on the default settings on normal, and then beat them in three credits and feel real good. Um, but I I want to go back to at the very least I want to go back to Imperishable Night and Subterranean Animism and dig into those games deep. Two best games um, in the series. Yeah. Because Imperishable Night is easily like the most accessible one. It has all the nice features for yeah. player. It has the bomb window. It has the the plaque practicable spell cards. Yes, um, which Very are helpful. so generous. Very so helpful. nice. Yeah, man, I cut my teeth on that one, and like the bomb window in the other games, it's just like oh, not okay. even close. Like that especially is the longest bomb window in the series by like several magnitudes. Especially if you're playing as Reimu and Yukari, yeah. or yeah. like. You can very easily hit bomb at while you're seeing that animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other games you have to hit bomb basically before you actually get hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's great for learning, but it's also like kind of evil because then you get too used to that. Yeah. Um, I played Embodiment of Scarlet Devil first and played a shit ton of that, and then yeah. later on I was like, okay, how about I play some of these other games? And after I finally beat em- Embodiment of Scarlet Devil, I went to. Um, Perfect Cherry Blossom and Imperishable Light. It was like, oh, these are way easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, Embodiment doesn't have the actual visible hitbox. 
Mm-hmm. Which makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I played up through, uh, and then Mountain of Faith and Subterranean Animism are really fucking hard. Mountain um, of Faith is pretty easy. Yeah. Mountain of Faith. The thing is that um, they have the unlimited continues, mm-hmm. which sort of brings out the worst in me. Because so when I got to Mountain of Faith, I was and with Subterranean Animism, I would just get to the final boss and then be like, oh, I just need to hammer away at this for an hour and a half or two hours. Mm-hmm. And then I'd beat them that way instead of just, you know, mm. playing the game multiple times. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, those two games changed it so that when you continue, you, you just start the stage over. Yeah. Yep, instead of starting from where you left off. You cannot credit feed at all. No. It is. Yeah. But then trying to start over on stage six is, like, basically impossible. It's you have... a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And I managed it after long-ass time. I mean, it's um, definitely it's definitely practice, but... Yeah, yeah you'll beat your head against it and still be able to do it, but... Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, the way to play it is to try to do the 1cc. And that's something I kind of learned with R-Type, which is the shmup I sank a ton of time into last year, was... Mm-hmm. And I almost got there, was the one life clear. Because mm-hmm. um, once you get to, like, 6, 7, 8... Um, yeah, that game. That's not really practical. <laughs> no, once you get to five, re- recovering yeah. is nearly impossible. Yeah, yeah once I got I think... to level five, it's like, oh, okay, I just can't do this now without a full power upload. Um, so that's kind of where that game, which is maybe, which is one of my favorite shmups, or maybe my favorite shmup. Uh, that's kind of where it shows its age the most, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that um, Ray Force. <laughs> So that's just the most one of the most beautiful games ever, huh? It's fantastic. I really yeah. like Ray Force and Ray Crisis. Yeah, it's all that. It's the the Taito sprite scaling and yeah. la- parallax backgrounds. You can. It's a it's a vertically scrolling shmup like Z, but it has this um Zeviusy mechanic where you can shoot enemies in the background using a lock on. Yeah. Um, only instead of Zevius having like the one layer, the two layers, this has just. So it, it just, you can, enemies can be really, really far away or pretty close or right on the same plane as you or above you. There's so much depth to it. Yeah. And I can't really think of another shmup with 2D, ostensibly 2D graphics that has the same effect or even many 3D ones. Yeah. Um, and just the sprite scaling is just so pretty. Yeah. It's kind of like Outrun where... Like a lot of our a lot of our experience or my experience with that kind of effect is through like Mode Seven stuff yeah. on the SNES, yeah, which doesn't really compare, I think, to something like Outrun. Not at all. Um, no. Yeah, if you like compare F Zero to Outrun, there's there's no comparison. You can tell which one had just a lot more processing kind of thought put into it, and... processing power thought. Um, into just how and love into how that yeah, like those visual Sega effect scalar, came across. Those Sega Scalar games, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're called Scalar Space games Harrier. for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because you know, they actually use the hardware to scale. And like the SNES just doesn't quite handle it as, as, as elegantly as that hardware. Mm-hmm. And plus there are a lot of games that used it really badly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wrote a big thing on Secret of Mana's world map recently, Blech. so that was fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mode Seven is a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Someone said someone called Ray Ray Force's visual effects. Oh, it has all these Mode Seven effects. No, and I was just like <laughs> no. That's no. doing a lot of. That's giving a lot of being very generous to Mode that's Seven. That's cute, you little imbecile. 
Yeah. That that's good marketing from Nintendo. Yeah, call everybody that. calls everything mode seven. Mm-hmm. It's like calling Shovel Knight eight bit. Yeah, like <laughs> any any fucking effect that is on a an, an image or a sprite, everybody just says it's mode seven. Yeah. Or blast processing. I don't hear anybody ever <laughs> say know. blast processing. <laughs> I know, I don't either. I, whenever, whenever, like, Contra, Contra doing hardcore is doing rotation attacks. I didn't know that Jenny could do mode 7. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, okay, Rayforce does, like, a bunch of things that I love. It's, A, it has the, it's gorgeous. It's the one of the prettiest shmups I've ever played. Um, B, it does the thing where instead of having, like, a level transition screen or whatnot, it just moves continuously from one level to another. I love that. I love that. There's no, there's not even like a victory tune. The, the, the thing you get, the catharsis you get, you watch the boss explode, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps going, and then the level, the next level title shows up over the screen. Yeah. There's no like, do 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 do. Yeah, like a, a lot of the it greatest games do that too, where like the boss will explode, and then like the boss will explode in such a ways where you just like fly out and through it, and then you're like in the next star field. Yep. Um, it doesn't feel quite as slick as something like Rayforce because it has those sort of Starfield transitions. Yeah, yeah. But it's psychologically the effect of just watching the boss explode and then you're into the next thing is yeah. tremendous. Yeah. Oh, and I love the um, I love that that song in the first Gradius when you're in the Starfields. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's kind of really affecting to me for whatever reason. And then the way it goes straight back into that when you um beat a boss is just yeah. really cool. Yeah. That game's real good. I should play more Gradius. Um, you should uh, play Gradius yeah, but... 1 and 2. It'll be... Yeah. Don't play <laughs> Gradius 1, 1, 2, and 5, I think. 5 is real good. Yep. I'm, the weird, I'm a weirdo, and I like Gradius 4, but that's not a popular opinion. <laughs> I was about to say, Gradius 4 seems like just the most nothing... Like, as far as people are concerned, it seems like the most nothing video game imaginable. Yeah, it it's just... very straightforward. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't have a lot going for it other than its very unique look at the time. And even then, for 1999, like, mm-hmm. it like it didn't even look good as, like, the PS1 R-type game, or uh, the PS1 uh, Gradius mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Which, that so, game yeah, Gradius awesome. Gaiden. Gradius Gaiden is fantastic. Yeah, that seems to be the... Consent, the sort of the consensus, I guess, is sort of like of the next gen ones. It's sort of between Gaiden and Five, depending yeah. on whether you like the focus on the spinny lasers. Yeah, I like um, spinny I do, lasers. I like spinny lasers. They look yummy. Like, and I want oh, they're them. not balanced in Five, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're not balanced, but that game's still gonna beat you fucking silly. Yeah. So whatever. So. Also, Gradius Five does the thing where you can recover your options after you die. You can also um, you think... can also set it to just uh, default Gradius mode, where when you die, you go back to a checkpoint. Yeah, if you want to well, do that. Why would you do that? <laughs> I've beaten it I think both this ways. Is... So yeah, Life Force seems kind of like the immediate predecessor in a lot of ways to Gradius Five in that sense, because it does the option thing and it does the thing where you restart. So it just does a lot to alleviate the Gradius syndrome type thing. Yeah. Um, so the ones I'm most interested in are kind of like Gradius 1, 2, and Life Force, and then probably 5, and got, okay, a lot of Gradius games. You're interested in a lot. <laughs> um, I've only beaten Interstellar Assault on the Game Boy. And that game's pretty probably, good. 
Yeah, it does the it does the state transition thing. Yep, which is so good. And that's the other and the last thing with Ray Force beyond a it plays great. The the lock on stuff is super smart. It's very um, kind of streamlined in the sense that there's no bombs. There's not a complicated power up system. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have the the one gun and then the other gun for shooting into the background. Yeah, and it's very straightforward and smart and you can recover and the way the rank system works is pretty easy to recover after you die yeah uh, so everything about it is just well put together it has the stage transition things it has really gorgeous music and it has kind of a nice little affecting story and through line with just how the progression through the setting works yeah like it's another it game where i think that like progression through the setting is really mm-hmm. really smooth and well done. Yeah, it's that's it's like the super version of what makes like subterranean animism so fun where you're just yeah. going down a well through a demon village and into hell. Yes. So um Ray, Ray Force has all these great moments like when you go outside and you see the ships that you can't lock onto so you know they're your friends and then you see them in w- the fight with the alien fleet that vastly outnumbers them and then they die. So good. Oh. Then you go into the planets through the atmosphere, and it burns you up a little bit, and you see the clouds, and then it shows the ocean, and then the multi-layered clouds scrolling in. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see the Earth crack underneath you, and the city appears beneath it. Yes. Um, and you see a little glimpses of that when the Earth opens up and enemies fly out, but then not until the end of Stage 4 when it just opens up completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see these roads beneath you multi-layered roads in stage five that enemies will fl- will on land will like chase after you on yeah um with really cool scrolling effect and then you get to like the core of the earth and it's just this you can see like the curvature of this inner sphere the center of the world where there's all this machinery just encircling and you see enemies coming at you from the other side of this sphere at the center of the world yeah it's just really impressive like it (sighs) might sound like really weird to kind of wrap your head around hearing someone talk about it but look up some videos it's a really really cool effect yeah um and then the the kind of touching little ending where you fucking die yeah um where you're just kind of it's not really so much to save the world. It's just sort of this. It's this effort to just sort of avenge it, I guess. Yeah. Very and very just kind of low key melancholic. Um, it's like old just, dude in Independence Day. Up yours. And yeah, exactly. Flying his plane up into the damn thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the shot of the pilot and her just kind of, res- and then like mission complete as your like thing cracks and phases yeah. you're left alone in the blown up center of this blown up wreckage so neat. um so good. yeah it's very much just sort of my ideal schmuppy experience it's that focus on storytelling that just very on point and sure there's it's it goes by pretty quickly the stages yeah. are two to three minutes it's seven levels um it can like long schmucks can wear on me Oh man, Gradius Five! Get yourself some popcorn and get comfy, because that game is Ooh. like eight stages and it's about an hour and a half long. God, I think I got to stage four when I played it a bunch of it on the PS2. Yeah, that game. Um, it's fucking long. It has a boss rush real early in too. Yeah, like this fucking is... second stage. It's like, oh, here's a boss rush. 
Yeah. And it's okay in Grady's because at least they're different bosses than you've seen before. It's not like um, some other game I played recently where you get to the... Oh, yeah, I played Skyblazer all the way through. Oh, Skyblazer is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like that game I like it too. Um, It's just kind of... Like, even the things that are bad about it, it's sort of just charming. Yeah. So, um... So, I played a shit ton of Rayforce. Mm-hmm. Um... I played some Ikaruga, because I played that game to death. Because, like, hey, you gotta play Ikaruga. Like, that game's a damn good revisit. Yeah, the best talk- ever made. Not really. I, 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 no. One of the best <laughs> puzzlers ever, though. Yeah, that, I, I get what I get where y'all were coming from, because when I was, like, 16 or everything, it definitely was the best shmup, shmup ever made. ever, yeah. It feels but, like uh, the only shmup to really touch the mainstream yeah. consciousness, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, I have no idea why. We that had happened. a frothing demand for it, Rhett. <laughs> Especially when it was on the GameCube. Like, like how what? is that? Like, like, like that game just caught such a weird wave. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I had an import on the the Dreamcast, so I had already played it before it came out on the the GameCube. Mm-hmm. I yeah, still got I that really. Anyway, though, because like, version's pretty like, good. I think I think Ikaruka's perfect. Like, I get that it's um, <laughs> it's not as kinetic. Oh yeah, as definitely. something like Radius yeah. or whatnot. It's a game. It's kind of a game that you memorize. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I also like that. I love R Type, which is very much that. Yeah. Like um, I, I think Ikaruga is still very solid, even though that I've played many, many, many better shmups. You know, in the meantime, like you know, I think that you know Crimson Clover is fucking fantastic. I think it blows Ikaruga out of the water. Um, you know, just to name like a more yeah. recent example. Uh-huh. I just right. think there's nothing really like Ikaruga, though. Exactly. Like, in le- it has level design, because it's more of a, not platformer, but, like, I'm thinking of Stage 2, where it's very designed. Yes, like, it's with very designed with, like, the blocks you have to weave in and out of, and mm, things yeah. like that. And then, yeah. and then 3 is such a great contrast, where it's the speed. Yes. After that, like, there's, like, a minute and a half intro with this very meticulous, like, laser wall section. Yeah. And then it shows yeah. the title of the level. That's and then so it goes to the speed section. I never reala- remembered that the light title card is ridiculous on that yes, stage. It's so good. Oh, and then four is just it's something else. Drama. Yeah. Stage four is oh, drama. God. Stage five is all out insanity. Yep. Oh god, the ping pong final boss. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. So I think Ikaruga is fucking perfect. I'm 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 kind of eyeing y'all so suspiciously. Yeah, no, I was thinking about. I was being, I was joking. I really okay. Really I game. think that game is great. Like, don't okay, get me wrong. I'm not saying I, that it's think, not great and that I would never ever play it again because it's absolutely false. I love that game, but yeah, I think okay. that like there are shmups that I think speak more to me now. Okay, that makes sense. It's I was just thinking because um because Austin was on a big thing about how Einhander is a million times but, better than Ikaruga. And I like Einhander, like, but people I, that like, like Ikaruga are whatever faces. So I was just like, Ikaruga's fucking great. Einhander's good, but I don't really even compare the two. Really, I just don't think that they're. I don't think that they're the same kind of game. They're not really going for the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rayforce. Yeah, that might be my favorite now. That or R Type. Mm. Um. I want to try to one season one credit both of them. Yeah, like the ones I've really dug into are now Rayforce, um, R-Type, Ikaruga, Subterranean Animism. 
Um, and I guess I beat Axley. Um, That's a good game too. It's a very good game. Me and, wait, me and, wait, me and wait, wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. I need I need to isolate Polly saying that that's a good game. Was mm-hmm. that? Because you always tease me and go that game's shitty. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, but you know that there are certain games where that you love, and I do that just to piss you off. It pisses me off, and it really <laughs> gets him every time. Watch this! Watch this! Watch this! Watch this! Watch this! Guardian Heroes is fucking garbage. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> It works, and that's a genuine reaction too. He's not like he generally hates it when I say that. But man, the game is such garbage. Um, Me and Rhett talked over Gradius two a couple of weeks ago. Fucking a. Uh, yeah, I, did, I, did. I did a one credit clear of that. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. I it, but, but not a one life clear. It was not a one life clear. No. <laughs> I played a good bit of the um, NES, Gradius 2, and Life Force. Mm-hmm. I never got, you know, real good at them, but I played through them a bunch of times. NES, Gradius time. 2 is interesting, because it's, like, it's got, like, a special mapper in it that only Konami used, because it needed the power for all those graphics, and still, it's just like, where'd all the sprites go? Yeah. All of this flicker, what the hell's going on? I... I can't imagine what that final, not the final boss, but, you know, that walker thing at the very end. Yeah. What that looks like on an NES. Man. Must be pretty rough. I think they removed two of its legs. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed all, like, the remakes and, like, the Parodius versions of that boss always end up going with four legs afterwards. Because it's It's real hard to get between all six. Yeah, it's like only the original Gradius two has all six. Yeah, it's Crazy. real. Fu- it's real fucking hard to get yourself into that one little space you always have to get into. Hmm. Oh, and I barely touched Parodius. Those games seem rad too. Um, barely touched the compound mobs, which are obviously amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Alestes. Mm-hmm. Um, little little suspicious is I guess Super LSD, Space Mega Force. Just oh, I like so... I like that one. Space Mega yeah, Force is all right. I just think that it's a it's little so too long. I think it's too long and too plain. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. Like you, yeah, you like had a real good time with it when you played it the first time. But like Musha's just you know it's shorter. It's a little more. It's the, the music chunkier. It's yeah, it's way faster. Yeah. yeah. It's chunkier and shorter. Uh, Konami had another interesting top-down shmup on the uh, Famicom called Crisis Force. It's not too bad. That game's cool. Yeah, yeah, I played a little bit of it. It's real pretty for an S game too. Well, it was like like they uh, that was they also used the Gradius mapper, the Gradius two mapper, uh, in that card as well because they wanted to take everything that they had learned, you know, from making those games like. Uh, um, Castlevania 3 and Gradius 2 and like making mm-hmm. them possible on the NES. They wanted to take everything that they learned and basically make like the biggest baddest game that they could make. I think it cool. was one of their final Famicom releases which is why they kind of wanted it to be a big deal. Cool. Yeah it has, it, there's like a beat in that that reminds me of Musha where the things are cracked where you're going into where there's like a bunch, some parallax and yeah. some real gorgeous yeah. effects. Um, yeah that game seems real cool. Um, what about Rekka? That's the Rekka really is nuts. Right? Rekka is yeah. nuts. It is a like bullet hell on the NES. It's kind of, I believe, it's a homebrew game. Um, oh wow! And it's just so fast, and <laughs> just I can't play it very well. Okay, so it seems like it's a neat thing, and not yeah, it like is a, a very like, neat thing. It doesn't make it go like. Oh, that's fucking garbage, which is what I was wondering. No, it's not garbage at all. I think people cool. I think people may loud it a bit too much. 
But mm-hmm. I think maybe it's one of those cases where it's a rare thing, so I have to say I like it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Guardian Heroes. Like Panzer rare. Dragoon like, Saga. <laughs> like Mega Man. Hit by both sides at the same time. Like, <laughs> like Mega Man Legends 3. Oh, wait, they didn't make that, did they? Hmm. So that doesn't never sting played. as much now after Red Ash. That's a good point. Where it's just like, oh, this is... we You've been exposed. Yeah. That's funny. Hey, remember Mighty Number no. Nine? Oh, no one does. <laughs> oh, that game vanished. It's great because we <laughs> all, they all touched it, and it's just like your sheer glee is... at that was so good. Like, oh man, well, that game so, vanished. It it's so great. Well, it wasn't good. No. Imagine if everybody had been like saying it was the best shit. Man, it's like, it's so eight bit, you guys. Ugh. Uh, Everyone played as the Minecraft version. Oh god! Oh god! Um, so I the one more big shmup. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, you know cave shmups? I They're know them. Cool. I know them, and my taste, I've never actually my taste for them kind of just varies, really. Gotcha. I've never actually played one. Okay, here's where I come from with ta- cave shmups. If you go on like any shmup community, don't ever yeah, do which that. Are so, which <laughs> oh, are the God. worst places yeah, okay. on the internet? I don't think horrible. that's true anymore. But all right, okay. <laughs> I know I know what you mean, but yeah. All right, in my experience from like several years ago, shmup communities are some of the worst places on the internet. Yeah. They're kind of like fighting game stuff, just you know, even more niche and elitist. Yeah. Um, yeah. at least used to be. Um. They all eat up the cave stuff. Oh right? yeah, yeah. That is their shit. That is Dodon Ponchi. You'll find they everybody. love their Dodon yeah. Ponchi. Like that is the that game is, of every shmup it's the community. The only game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's the cave shmups. So I actually have played a shit ton of Dodon Ponchi in the past mm-hmm. on Mame because that game's real good. Yeah. But also, kind of comparing with something like Rayforce. It doesn't really like every stage basically feels kind of the same. Yeah. Just thematically. Yeah. It's almost like Super Mario Brothers, where you get to the end, there's a boss, there's the same looking boss with the same song, and yeah. then you get to the final boss and then it ends. Yeah. Uh, so like the fact that that was the most lauded game of all time on those communities for a long ass time, versus stuff that to me seemed clearly like kind of richer to think about, like Ikuruga and like Rayforce. Yeah. Um just sort of Made me feel like cave shmups are probably like this sort of insular bullshit for shmups for shmuppers type thing. Kinda. Yeah. Um, it's mostly about bullet patterns in those games and how many yeah. bullets are on screen. Like I think it's just like bullet count is the big thing of those games. There's not really a lot of theming. I think you mm-hmm. don't hear people talk about the kind of stuff we would talk about if we're talking about Ray Force or Ray Crisis. Yeah. Um, well, I've what that was the thing is that I I only really played Dodon Pachi, which is still really good. Yeah, it's a good uh, game. Mm-hmm. But I played a bunch of I played several others. I played a ch- big chunk of um, Death Smiles because I have that on my phone mm-hmm. and I've had it on my phone, but I just haven't touched it. The game's cute. I also have I also have Rayforce and R-Type on my phone now. Nice. Did uh, you say that game's poop? No, it's cute. Cute. Oh, yeah. cute. Okay. It's real cute. It's it kind of gives me some like Soul Eater vibes. Yeah, definitely. Sort of the hot topic aesthetic. Yeah, which I really like. Hot topic anime girls. Yeah, basically. Um, anime girls are always a hot topic with Rhett. 
Yeah, I'm like, you're speaking my language here. I've seen the art like, for that game. <laughs> <laughs> the final boss of Death Smiles 1 is called Tyranno Satan, and it plays yes! Fox, Takata, and Fugue. What? Yes. What? Yeah. It's real yeah. fucking dumb and real it's fucking real good. I the final boss of Death Smiles 2 is called Satan Claws. Yes. It's Chris. Oh, it's a Christmas-themed you. video game. Okay, you lost me with that. He has giant claws, too. Yeah. Is the whole game Christmas? Really? I think so. I don't know. I haven't. I only watch videos. Weird. Um, but yeah, Satan Claws. And then the first one is Tyranno Satan. Yeah. And it's a giant skeleton demon that comes... Tyrannosaurus demon that comes out of a portal to hell. Mm-hmm. And you fight it. And, oh, Death Smiles is side-scrolling. Yes. Yes. Like, that's the big thing that kind of differentiates it from the other caves' vertical stuff. Yeah. And they have, like, a bunch of things that kind of make the bullet hell stuff make sense in a side-scrolling perspective. Like, they show warnings for when enemies are going to come from the left and right and whatnot. Very smart. Yeah. Um, and you can choose the individual difficulty for each stage. Yep. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So it's a clever game. I'm really looking forward to playing it not on a touchscreen. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The Steam t- version is pretty good. Yeah, touchscreen touchscreen smups make sense as sort of like a way of being able to familiarize myself with the this story while I'm at you know on the toilet at work or whatnot. Right, right. Um, because th- I was really hurting being wanting to shmup binge but not being able to play anything on the go mm-hmm. was hurting because I could only have like an hour maybe a day. Mm-hmm. Where I could actually sit, or less than that, usually, where I could sit in front of the computer and play a shmup. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get, like, more time in the bathroom than you do in front of a computer. Pretty much. Such and is also, the life you know, of a man with butt problems. <laughs> such is the life of a man with butt problems. Um, also, I played a bunch of Ketsui, which is a lot harder than any oh, of the other ones I've played. God, man, Ketsui Death Label. Holy shit. Those games are relentless. Yeah. Um... You like Katsui Fast Bullet prob- Hell? Fast Bullet Hell. We've got you. Yeah. Katsui is probably my favorite um, thematically. Just because it has real pretty atmospheric music. It kind of feels like almost Mega Tenny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really dig the feel of it. Um, it's so hard. Oh, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. It's relentless. It's so hard. There's so many bullets. Just starting with stage two yeah. is just like endgame Toho. Bullets, aim bullets, bullet curtain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to I, move fast to dodge bullets. Like it's oh, you have to weave through bullets quickly. Yeah, I don't. I don't jive. But... I don't jive with Katsui personally. It's just it's too mm. much. It's way yeah. too much. I don't know if I'll be able to dig into it in depth, but the effect of him, the effect of it is probably the most um, thematically striking to me of all the cave stuff I've played. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just have played a shit ton of shmups, and I love shmups, and they're great. Shmups I should finish good. mine at some point. Yeah. Can I make a weird recommendation? Sure. You should play with Anna Stinger on the NES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because huh. it is like the super cutest. Oh, it's, it's yeah, one of the Twin not games. Anna does not jive with shmups, believe. Yeah, this is the first shmup I ever beat because it's like it's incredibly easy and yeah. I think it gives you, like, free continues and stuff, and you can co-op the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing and perfect. All right, I'll yeah. check that out with her. She might, enjoy, she might enjoy that. Thank you. Um. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. There's, a line in, there's a line in Star Fox 64 where Falco goes, I think you look better in a tank, Fa- Fox. Uh-huh. And then 
And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and then it was like, he's saying he'd look good in a tank top. Oh. Wait. That's, oh. that's not that's not what he's saying at all. Are you now. sure? I'm I'm pretty sure. I, th- I think okay. he's being specious because fox is a bird or fox is a fox, obviously, and he's supposed to be on the ground. Mm-hmm. Falco is a bird, so he he's should the only one allowed to fly. Like fro- yeah. frogs don't fly. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. The tank top one seems like just as much of a reach. Have you gotten but, to the okay. underwater stage in that game? No, because it's one of the hard hard root ones that I haven't been able to reach yeah, yet. It's like the one thing that makes that game not literally perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I just never like that stage at all. At least there's only one of them. There's mm. only one of them, but it's real slow and trudgy. Because and... it's like I thought I would hate the tank stuff, but then the tank stage has that train. It's fucking awesome. But no, it's not. it doesn't have anything to do with tank tops. Okay. You dingus. Ah, <laughs> agree to disagree. Rat, what else have you been up to lately? Oh. Um, so moving on from shmups, I played something in the same ballpark. I played a twin stock, twin stick shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So besides like the roguelike ones like Isaac and uh Nuclear 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 I'll let you say that name. Nuclear. Nuclear. Listen, listen. New no. Clee. Clee. Er. R. Er. Er, mateys. I did that to troll you because you trolled me. Boo, boo, boo. You're about to, wow, Paul, you're about you to make me punch so a monster. Totally troll, Paper Paul. Mario is a bad game. Oh, wow. I'm so fucking mad right now. Boo, Look at boo, oh, man. I can feel Polly's rage <laughs> emanating. Can you? Yeah. Uh, so I played Assault Android Cactus. Which is the Excellent. greatest video game name ever. So for like, I knew about this game for a long time. Mm-hmm. I always read it as Android Assault for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I found out when I realized, like, oh, wait, I've been reading this backwards. That's weird. Android Assault is actually the name of a game on the Genesis. Yeah. Oh. So this is Assault Android Cactus. Mm-hmm. It's a very mm-hmm. weird title. <laughs> So Cactus is actually the name of the main girl that you play as. Yeah. And so... Because she's a prick. <laughs> see what she... see. Yeah, I, I get the you joke. Get it? She's she's uh, She's very cute, actually. Um, <laughs> so the very... This game... I've never had a game that I knew, like, nothing about going into leave such an immediately great first impression. Oh. Because <laughs> the intro to this game... Is this really cute, like... Okay, so, like, the first half of the intro is just the intro to Hunters, basically. Oh. <laughs> where it is literally space cop girl in a little spaceship rolling up on this abandoned, like, warehouse mm-hmm. transport vehicle thing. And it even has, like, the same kind of cargo containers that are all multicolored. I'm like, it is, like, straight up the start of Hunter Stage 1. It's that's... just like, wow, that's that's really weird. And then she crashes into it to get inside. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, they deviate a lot afterwards. But it's just like, man. And, like, they're super chibi. Like, she's got an just enormous head and, like, neon green hair. Yeah. And it's just like, man, th- this is such a perfect envisioning to me of what Hunters would look like with an actual budget. <laughs> and it's kind of a shame because, like, there's only the one intro cutscene and then an ending at the end. Like, oh. there's, there's some inters stellar stuff in the middle but it's all interstitial 
Yeah, there you but go. it's all like, it's all just text and dialogue and not actually voiced mm-hmm. like the main game. So this is a twin stick shooter. You've and all the so all the playable characters in this game are android girls, and that's awesome. And it's awesome. Yep. So you start with four, and then by the end you have like nine playable girls. It's like perfect. All the girls. Yes. It's just so the the actual game part is just a twin stick shooter, and each level is very short and sweet, and they're all v- very diverse. Like the first ones are maybe like about two minutes long. By the end, they're about five minutes long. Like nothing in this game overstays its welcome, which is and nice. It just has the best fucking game feel I've seen in a very long time. Like it just feels so good, just mowing down hundreds of hundreds of enemies. It looked cool. like just looking at it in motion, it's looked yeah. like a game that's just like, man, I bet I'd probably really like this because it's so fucking crazy and bonkers. Yeah, it's just it feels really, really good to play and like I don't so like before I got distracted by nuclear throne mm-hmm. and talking about twin sticks, like I generally don't actually really like twin stick shooters because they don't have a plot or story or characters, and then they're usually endless modes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this game like does away with all that and makes it like kind of a story campaign thing with these really short levels that are very diverse and like keep changing their gimmicks up. Cool. So like the game isn't super long; like it's only like twenty five levels, and there's a bunch of bosses. But it's what is there is really really great. And it's in one of the current Humble Bundles, so I would recommend grabbing it. All right. Yeah, yeah. That, if, yeah. If, if you're listening to this, you have, like, maybe a couple of hours left. Oh, shit. I probably need to get on that then. <laughs> yeah, because it ends in, like, three days. Cool. So maybe one day. Cool. Yeah, so I initially I was like, I'm going to beat this game with every character. And then after beating it, I was like, well, maybe it's a little thin on content. Maybe Ooh. I won't do every character. Because I noticed that the first four that you start with, are very kind of all-rounded, like they seem to be able to handle everything. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the ones that you unlock as going through the game, they're like kind of specialists. It's oh, like, oh, okay. like the character with the super slow sniper rifle might be a bad choice for most of the levels, unless you're playing in multiplayer. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like something like a game that seems yeah. as hectic as this game. Yeah. I don't think you really <laughs> need to be doing something like sniping. Yeah. Which would be good if you like have other people with you, because there's also unfortunately there's no online multiplayer. Which, if they had had that and it worked well, like would have been game of the year material. Game changer. Yeah, but what you can do just for the hell of it is you can have there's a cheat that you can buy to unlock AI partners. Uh huh. So you can just play like multiplayer with these these bots, and it increases the number of enemies like you know like two, three, fourfold. Yeah, because you can go up to four playable characters at once, oh, and it's Lord. just, it's total bonkers nonsense <laughs> doing that. And then there's another cheat Excellent. where you can just still play in single player mode, but then just have the enemy count be what it would be with multiple people. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and that starts to get into, like, literally impossible territory because the game, you can't actually die in the game, you can just run out of time. Mm-hmm. So when you're having, like, four times as many enemies, like, you're just not going to be able to kill them quick enough with most of the characters. Yeah, I can see that being a problem, given that you... But I I did try a couple levels doing it that way, and it was just like, well, this is effed up in a great way. (laughs) And it would be more effed up in a great way if it could, like, have been just balanced a bit to actually work. 
Yeah. Like maybe if they were to yeah, just Yeah, if they gave you your... a little more time. But it, yeah. it's like an extra cheat. It's just a fun thing to have in yeah, there. Yeah, it's not meant to be you know, judged as a gameplay yeah. mode. Yeah, because like, there's high score boards for everything. And when you use one of those cheats, like those get disabled. It's very clear about that. Gotcha. Uh-huh. And then there, there's a mode. For some reason, there's anti-big head mode. Why would you do you... that? Yeah, I, I did it. And I'm like, no, that that's bad. That's very silly. And then I have, what's that mean? Well, everyone in the game is like super chibi, super deformed. Oh, so gotcha. You can actually switch them back to kind of realistic proportions. Ah, no. And they just kind of look weird that way. It's like trying to think of a uh, hyper devotion noir with like yeah. actual like models from the other games. Because that was like a big thing when that game came out. Is there any way we could put the actual rebirth models? It's like this game would look awful like that. Yeah. This is yeah. This is a very similar kind of style to that as far as the 3D mm-hmm. models go. And I never unlocked this one, but there's a first-person mode for some reason. Oh, God. I, I have no idea how that works. I remember Boner trying to play first-person mode in Pizza Delivery Girl, or Ninja Pizza uh, Delivery Girl. It was like, that's a nightmare. This seems like it would be something similar to that, where it's just like, if it just moves the same, as if, like, when you're spinning the, the yeah. second controller around, and it just turns you that way, this would be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that game's real, real tight, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, I know Poncho was not very happy with that game near the end. It get it gets real crazy by the end. Yeah. There's there's one boss at the end that's really conceptually cool, mm-hmm. but maybe mm-hmm. less cool in actual practice. Mm-hmm. Where what happens is you fight against another android. Mm-hmm. So like like you, they can't be killed. You can only time them out. Oh! So that level becomes you both racing for the batteries that drop. Oh! So if they grab a battery, then you die, and it just kind of feels crappy. Yeah. So that took a few tries, but then once I had a good life lead, basically, on the timer, it wasn't too bad. Because then regular enemies keep flooding in. It's very chaotic. Like, it's a a real cool idea, but it's very difficult. But yeah, the last world in general is just like this is maybe a bit too many enemies just on even on normal. <laughs> but in general, yeah, I like that. I would say that game is more forget much more forgiving than most twin stick shooters because like getting hit only slows you down, like you don't actually die. Yeah, it's, it's like the game plays on the whole battery thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, it seems so like it would make it a little more accessible. I think. It definitely is like that's like I said that's a genre I don't usually go for. I'm just like, oh, this one's great. Like, yeah. And then there is an endless mode, and I played it once, and then I lasted like 28 minutes, and I was just like, okay, I'm never doing that again. Did you die yeah, or did you just like mode. quit? I I did eventually lose. Okay. But it took so long, and I did it. So like, I got to floor 20, mm-hmm. and like, there's an achievement for getting to 25. I'm just like, how long is that going to take? Like 40 minutes. Jeez. It's a bit much. Yeah, endless modes that t- take forever are just not worth it. Like, yeah. Like, when like I, I did remember, it, yeah. Like, the endless modes I've made in, like, Super Zalix are, like, they're generally designed to kill you within, like, five minutes, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Android... Uh, Assault Android Cactus. I almost screwed up the title again. <laughs> it's okay. You're just a little dyslexic. that's all. God damn it. Uh, did uh, you have anything else? I think John exhausted his well of topics. 
Yeah, I don't think there was anything else he was tweeting about this mm. week. Nah, there's nothing else he could possibly have been talking. Like, I mean, I know, like, he's, he said something about RPGs earlier, you know? <laughs> and I just, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe I just misheard him or something. I mean, what do you think, Rhett? I, I don't know, he's, he seems to be laughing there for a second. Is John, this, you... Maybe you're chomping at the bit to uh, to uh, talk to us about something you really, really, really like? Kind of. Mm. <laughs> so you know how I played um, Sire 1 and 2 on the Game Boy and loved them? Boy, do we know. And then I played Sire 3 and it was terrible. Oh, yeah. And I played Romancing Saga 1 and it was... Uh, it was bad, <laughs> but in like a way that was a lot more endearing mm-hmm. than Saga 3. Or, like, I'd much rather go back to Romancing Saga 1 than, like, Secret of Mana or whatever. Right. And then I played Saga Frontier, and it's like, oh, this is like Saga 1, Romancing Saga 1, but, like, pretty and fun to, and has a nice feel to it. Um, but it was still kind of unfinished and bad. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded Romancing Saga 2 for the phone, mm-hmm. for phones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I played it for, like, three weeks straight constantly. And never shut the fuck up about it. Yep. Not once. Um, I, I have like 20, I guess it's not constantly, but I had like 20 hours on it. I muted him on Twitter for a few days. Yes, really? It, it was constant. It was very, very constant. I was unaware that it had gotten to that point. Um, yeah, yeah. That was John, I, mute, of a, I mute out of love, John. Yeah, that was kind of a rough patch. I was kind of clinging to my little... Um, like you really wanted this point. game to be so good yeah cuz this is the one that this is the one that has never come out here until very recently like mm-hmm. this year yeah um it got translated for the first time it's never even been fan translated that's real curious yep <laughs> um the the romantic saga games are tough to translate um they just, just code wise kind of like yeah the code some... is just random it's weird <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is um, where it should be. Like, it just pulls functions at random. You just can't <laughs> pin it down. Um, so, Romancing Saga 2 is by far the best um, saga game I've played post um, One and the two. Game Boy games. Um, because it has an actual story. Mm-hmm. Like, Saga Frontier does not. No. No, it doesn't. Romancing Saga does not. Nope. Romancing Saga 2 has an actual story. It starts off with your... Um, with you, your dad getting killed, um, no, with your brother getting killed by one of the set. You are the heir to one of the heirs to this great empire, mm-hmm. and your dad gets killed, and your brother gets killed while you're away with your dad um, by one of the seven legendary heroes who have recently returned, who in ages past saved the world from some horrible evil. So then your dad goes to avenge your brother against the hero and dies. Oh. Um, And then through, like, this lady comes by who teaches you this fancy magic or teaches your dad this fancy magic that lets you pass on your abilities to your heirs, to, like, your next of kin. Mm -hmm. Um, So the end result of that is basically that all of your dad's strength and powers... Um, is passed on to you, along with the ability to dodge this hero's main attack, um, which just is permadeath, basically. Oh. Um, that's so a good, that that's a good attack to dodge, turns out. 
Yeah. Um, because this is a saga game, so there's like life points, and if you run out of life points, then your characters die permanently, and mm. it's and there's very few ways to replenish them. Da 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 da. Um, so then you beat up this first legendary hero, and avenge your father, and then a little bit afterwards, um, it progresses to your next. You it said there's a black screen and then a title card that says a hundred years later, and you're suddenly playing as this guy's next of kin. Oh. And all of their powers are transferred over to this person. Some Fantasy Star 3 shit here. Yeah, it's some Fantasy Star 3 shit. Oh, boy. Um, that hot so then, game. Yeah, so, we know how this turns out, then. <laughs> so, so far, my save file has covered 800 years and a bunch of generations of these emperors over their millennia-long struggle to destroy... Um, to defeat the seven ancient heroes mm-hmm. because they are killing the world. Basically they are each hurting people in their own way. seems like heroes uh, would not be the term I would use for these kinds of people. Yeah, but that's, that was their past. That's how they're introduced is that these are the reincarnations of these or the return versions of these people that saved the world eons ago. So you are leading an empire to defeat the legendary heroes um, is the through line of this game. Right. Um, so because there's an actual through line, it's very, very open-ended. And basically every major quest um, that you can you can attack in most any order um, adds territory to your empire. Mm-hmm. So there's actually like something compelling about continuing to play the game because you watch your map get bigger and bigger as you control more and more of the known world. Mm-hmm. Um, because people want to join you after you save their asses um, right. from heroes and whatnot. Makes sense. Um, so everything about it is basically just a more focused, smarter, better version of like what Romantic Saga and to a lesser extent Saga Frontier accomplished. And it plays real quick because even the first Saga game had Romantic Saga at least had combat that moved pretty fast um, and was pretty breezy in that sense and there's a little bit less of the dungeon crawls that take a million years um so basically everything about this is sort of like my dream saga game and it's why i was able to sink like 20 20 hours into it right um in comparison to saga frontier and romancing saga one it is by far the best post saga one and two the the best open-ended saga game i've played it sounds like there's like a bit more connective tissue at least kind of holding things together Yes, there's actually, instead of like Saga Frontier where everything feels just kind of thrown together and unfinished, mm-hmm. um, where you just have all these different locations that don't really connect meaningfully, um, instead it's just one story and the final boss is our, the seven heroes all at once. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, to, <laughs> to, the point that they, to the point that they literally get seven turns and they have access to all their attacks oh, from these geez. previous really hard boss battles. Um, and I didn't get to that point because this game gets really fucking hard. And because it's a saga game, grinding is sort of complicated. Um, <laughs> because enemies get stronger as you level up, so you have to be smart about it. Um... And you have a limited number of generations, and researching the fusion magic takes has to take place over multiple generations, 
So I'm basically at near the very end of the game. There's a bunch of like quests before you fight the heroes, basically. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at the end where the only thing I have left to do are basically kill a few more heroes, and then it goes to the end game. Um, but I've gotten to each hero boss fight and gotten stuck. Um, I've killed, I think, three heroes, and you have to kill five before of the seven before it goes to the end game. Then you kill um, two more. And during the end game sequence, where you don't you don't have to have to do any of the quests basically, because um, any one quest you can just not do, and you'll just fight them during the end game, which is real cool. Um, also, I played this game for ten hours without looking at a walkthrough, which is un- fucking unprecedented for a Sonic game. <laughs> How's that even um, possible? I, so you played it for playing... ten hours without a walkthrough, so you got marginally past yeah. the title screen. <laughs> I got a good ways into it. Um, I even beat one of the tough early bosses, the Parasite Queen, um, just by the skin of my fucking teeth. It was so... There was a couple bosses where, like, there's no health bar. There's no way to know if you're... If you are... If it's possible to fight fight this boss right now because it's so open-ended. So I just, like, dragged it out, lost all my LP for all my guys, and then just barely won. And then it would progress to another generation because it was the end of a major scenario. Oh. Um, so it didn't matter. So the LP doesn't really isn't really as like horrible because they're constantly moving generations like every three hours of play. Yeah. Um, so the permadeath stuff isn't as scary. And if you do die, you just go to another generation, and it's fine. Like it doesn't even move years. You just go straight into it with no penalty, basically. So it's very relaxed and nice in comparison to the other Saga Yeah, games. definitely. I was going to say, this definitely does not sound like the Saga I know. It's it's by far the best one that I've played. Like, if you're going to play one of them, is it should be... I mean, Saga 1 and 2 are different because they're linear. Yeah. So it's kind of a lot easier to handle the intense systems because at least you can just go through a linear plot and fight bosses and know that, okay, this is supposed to be this hard. I just need to figure out how to handle this. Right. Um, but at this point, I am I just got stuck, so I was like, and then I just kind of had burnt out a little bit. So I'm just taking some time away from the game, and I'll probably get back to it at some point, because it also has really good music. Like, the first Romantic Saga, like, it's, it's Kenji Ito, I think is his name, um, who does gorgeous music. But wow, that first Romancing Saga soundtrack is ugh. <laughs> just it's early Super Famicom soundtrack. It's trumpets. It's all It's the worst. It's the worst. It's snessy in the worst way. Yeah. Like um, when I think SNES just... music, like that awful, awful sound. Yeah. Um so Romancing Saga 2, though, actually has really good music. And I've listened to the final boss tune a bunch of... There's a bunch of good... It, like, has story beats and, like, cinematic timing with music and shit. Like, it'll play a, the boss theme during the cutscene before the boss fight. Mmm. Yeah, like and then I like continue that kind of stuff. And continue it going into the boss. Yeah, I like that. So, like, it's it's by far the best of the bunch that I've played. I haven't played Romancing Saga 3, um, which sounds neat. Um, I But the through line doesn't seem quite as, like, solid as 2's does. I played a little bit of um, the Romancing Saga remake on PS2, which seems a lot better than the SNES game, mm-hmm. but it's 
very ugly. Oh yeah, in a very it's... different way. Yeah. So it's hard to get into for that reason. Um, and Unlimited Saga, <laughs> and yeah, and Saga Frontier Two isn't is by a different team. So like, I learned my lesson with Saga Three basically. Like, even if it's an okay game, like it's not what I'm at these game. If I'm what if I'm gonna play one of these games, I want to play one of these games. Yeah. Um, so I'll finish Romancing Saga 2, and then that's probably what I need out of the series, honestly, if I finish Romancing Saga 2, because I don't know if I'll be able to. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the final boss. Um, but yeah, it's by far the best one, and it, it's the only one we couldn't play for a long-ass time, um, because it's the one that didn't get a translation patch or a remake over here. Um, Which and is I odd, don't... given it's the, like, sounds like the most accessible really i think it's the most um i think it's the most beloved one over in japan like they have a mobile game over in japan that's yeah. been getting a lot of updates and almost all the updates are themed after stuff from romancing saga 2 wow because they know it's the best one and it's the most loved one um you if you see like romance like i remember a super mario world fan hack that added the final plus fight from romancing saga 2 into super mario world oh my god I saw, like, a band, a Japanese, like, garage band playing the Final Boss theme from that game. It's it's the one that has had the most cultural impact, impact I yeah. think, over there. And it's because it's the best one. But it's still a fucking saga game. Yeah. Um. So, don't... I'm not... I'm not saying play it. I'm saying... I'm not condoning it. this behavior. <laughs> I'm not condoning this behavior. I'm just saying... If you're gonna play one of these games, this is the one by far. Um, and then if I really want another one, maybe I'd try out Frontier again or three. But I can't. I don't really see that. For this is sort of the realized version of the vision. Um, even though it takes place over a thousand years, but the same NPCs will be in the same town. <laughs> I mean, they're not named, so they're technically can be construed as being like the children of the previous people right. just happening to be. So it has sort of like, either you could say it's has sort of a timeless storybook feel to it. Or you could say that it is very obviously still a thrown together saga game. Um, I would take option number one. Yeah. It has sort of a timeless storybook feel to it. Um, and I really like the through line. I really like the feel of it. It's by far the best one of these games. Just know that it's still one of these games. Is it possible to get stuck? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder than in the other ones I've played, um, because you can because you have the multiple generations. You can still get to near the end without because if you you can fuck yourself out of getting any of the fusion magic, which is very important. Because once you get to the final generation. There's no more learning fusion magic because, oh yeah, instead of getting money from fights, um, you earn revenue in like hundreds of thousands of pieces of gold at a time, um, which you then spend on public's work, public works projects. Oh my god, this is fucking like building crossing, like building bridges and um, researching new weapons and researching new magic, and you can build a university and you can build a magic research laboratory and build some fields. So that people can have better, more access to food. It's kind of nuts. And does that pay off in later generations? Or? Um, yeah, because the fusion magic is by far oh. way more powerful than the regular magic. So that's the only way I'm going to be able to beat the game is by um, honing in on that stuff too. 
So I finally, after 10 hours, was like, okay, I need to start researching these systems and figure this shit out, which is how I played the other two Saw games, too, where I got to near the very end, and it was like, okay, let's get serious. Bring out the spreadsheets. And it's where it gets less fun, but it's kind of necessary if you want to actually finish them, because these games were made to be played many times over, failing over and over again over the course of many years, I think is kind of the impression that I get. Um, if you want to just play it like people play video games now, when we have a million games in our Steam backlogs, then that's what walkthroughs are for. It's, sh- it's a shortcut. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I think it'd be funny if instead you got like 20 cents from a battle and then had to invest it and come back 800 years later. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's like 20 bucks now. Cool. Yeah. You get like, re- there's like, the more places you add to your map, the more revenue per fight you get. So now I'm getting like, God. Like twenty thousand gold pieces flow into my um coffer my company my treasury every time I beat a fight. Your money um, bin. Yeah, it's kind of like Earthbound in that sense, I guess. Um, and then you can only carry ten thousand gold at a time. And in the first, the main town that you are in for the first five hours, um, nobody will accept your money because you're the emperor. They give you everything for free. Damn, oh. that's nice. Yeah. Um, so once you then you actually go to other places in the world and then you spend this ten thousand gold pieces you've been holding on to because that's the max <laughs> for the first five hours not able to spend anywhere, and then you can just go back to the castle and be hey refill my wallet with this trivially tiny amount of money please. <laughs> so it's really clever actually, and I think that's basically all there is with Romance Saga too. I'm glad to have gotten to talk about it because it was like two or three weeks of very intensive play. For me. Yeah, we know. Yeah. We know. Do the seven heroes connect to any of the games in any way? What do you mean? Other, like their identities? Other games or anything. No, I think they're their own story. I mean, they're in the mobile thing, but they're... Yeah. Every, it's, it's like Final Fantasy. Every romance has got its own thing. Okay. I, I'm just thinking, how funny would that be if you get to the end? It's like, oh, wait! They're the heroes from Saga Frontier! Oh, that, <laughs> that would be fun. their prequel story. Oh, that would be fun. Because, yeah, it is seven. Yeah. Yeah. They all have their own personalities, too. Like, there's one that's really, like, noble. And if you go and talk to him at first, he's super chill. Unless you kill the his sister, who's another one of the heroes. In which case, he's like, fuck you. You're the empress. I'm going to kill you now. Well, well you know, to be fair. I mean, I think that's a fair reaction to someone, yeah. you know, kill killing their sister. sister. You know, that's that's fair, I think. Dynamic mm-hmm. morality systems. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, his sister was also bewitching a town full of... Uh, there's a town that's where there's nothing but women because all the men were bewitched by this lady to go and work for her in her tower. And if you play it as a mostly male party then you have no choice but to just do what she says. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come at her with, like, a female um, empress or at least mostly female party. That's pretty, pretty cool. Good. Yeah, because any one of... You can, at any point, um, any you recruit soldiers from your town, which means that you have to spend, like, 15 minutes at the end, beginning of every generation recruiting new soldiers and equipping them. Um but you keep all your stuff from the previous generations. Gotcha. Um, so they they actually bring the genders into gender of the things into play. Like at one point, um, uh, there's one side quest that involves like a three like a two hour fetch quest, and the reward is that your emperor 
falls in love with a mermaid, curses himself to stay underwater with her forever, deliberately, because he loves her so much, and then you just go to the next generation with no reward. Wow. The emperor <laughs> falls in love and decides to abdicate. And that's the end of the side quest. It's actually amazing. That's... Yeah, that's pretty fucking silly. It's, it's kind of heady. It's it's cool. Um, yeah. Aramancy Saga 2 is cool. It's by far the one that's resonated with me the most after the Game Boy games, which I still think are very sharp and definitely more approachable. <laughs> um, Rhett! Yeah? You watched anything? Yeah, I, I, I watched some anime. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, uh like, John was dying to talk about Romancing Saga 2 yeah. for, like, a month. Mm-hmm. This is the thing I've actually been really dying to talk about for, like, a month. Oh. I watched that hot new show, ReZero. Boy, everywhere I go, people, people don't shut up about this show at all. What is it? Oh, boy. So, okay, so let me ask you, though. What do either of you know about this show? I know that it has nothing to do with Fate Zero. That that is correct. <laughs> I read an extended. I read an extended thematic analysis of the show. Oh, why would you do that if you haven't seen it? I don't know. It's a writer I like. Leave me alone. I'm I know. Writer. I know what a lot of the characters look like. Yeah, so that's where I was at when I started you know watching it. Looks like? There's the blue-haired Rem girl, yes. and then the red-haired Rom Ram. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I saw Rem and Ram spammed on my Tumblr for like, how long does this show run? Like five months or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And then I was finally like, you know, I'm just going to watch this show because everyone says it's like actually really good. It has like a ridiculously high score on my anime list. Like well, it was, obviously, it, that is I the benchmark. I know. It, it's, an, it's an okay pop benchmark for like popularity mm. contest yeah. really. Yeah. But, it, but it was like top 20 earlier. <laughs> I think it, I looked today and it's like down to like 43. So it's still very high up. Jeez. So uh, tell me if you've heard this one before. No. Totally normal Japanese boy. Mm. He, he's at a convenience store. Mm-hmm. And he, he's a bit of a kind of a weeb. And, you know, he likes anime and stuff. And then he, he walks out of the convenience store and suddenly finds himself in the generic fantasy world. <laughs> Man, I don't think that they've done this one in a while. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a very unique setting. And yeah. I've realized, like, the last, like, three shows in a row that I've watched have had this Have premise. all had that same fucking <laughs> setup. Wow. Yeah. It's really a little weird. Even though, so I knew this was going to be one of those going in. That, that didn't surprise me, though. Right. But, uh. What did surprise me, though, is so the first episode is actually like a 40-minute thing. It's kind of two episodes. Mm-hmm. A bit into the second half, he gets brutally murdered. Oh, good. And then Oh, he w- yeah. And then he wakes up where he started at upon entering this world. So this show is a time loop show. Oh. Similar to Higurashi yeah. and Madoka and Steins Gate and all those. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. I had no idea that's what it was going in. So as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in. Yeah, that's that's a genre I really like. Yeah, like yep. for some and, reason, that stuff kind of sticks with us. Yeah, I yeah. really like that setup. Like, And Majora's Mask, obviously, the one time video games attempted it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. Not to the same degree, I think, as 
you know, a Higurashi or something. Yeah. So the first few episodes of the show are like the closest thing I've ever seen to a like Majora's Mask anime because uh-huh. like like I've said there's been several time loop shows but this one is so specifically about him figuring out like where certain people are going to be at certain times of the day mm-hmm. and like kind of trying to manipulate that and like learning things on as he kind of continues to do these loops yeah. to uh-huh. avoid getting killed eventually and it's just very interesting like immediately engaging because he's like well something really shitty happens at the end of this day how do i fix this and since he's just a normal human like he can't fix it himself he needs help uh oh that's cool he doesn't have any like superpowers no he so he he has one power that's really shitty if he tries (laughs) to if he tries to tell anybody about the time loop he basically has a heart attack and dies So, in some crazy way, he actually manages to use that into good effect later on, but not towards the start, where it's just like, oh god, I can't even convince anybody about my power, Mm because I can't even literally talk about it without just falling over dead. That's no good. (laughs) Alright. And, like, early on, he makes a huge mistake where, like, one character tells her, tells him her name, Mm -hmm. and then he says that on the next loop, and she's like, how do you what know my name? Fuck! Like she immediately is like, I do not trust you whatsoever now because you're acting like a creeper. Fuck! Like, uh, so, yeah, the show is like really, really good, actually. <laughs> like it is the best anime I've watched in a long time. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I was super impressed with the whole thing. Cause Ooh. like. Like I said, I like that whole setup of... So eventually he does, like, fix the first problem, and then the second loop is just, oh, there's a new problem now, and a new loop. Like, oh. it just keeps going, and it keeps escalating. Awesome. awesome. So, I'm trying to figure out how to, like, talk about... Kind Advent- of like... Adventure Zone had a time loop arc, and it was yeah, probably my so favorite part of the show. Lis- yeah, I've been listening to that this week, too, and I was just like, oh, yeah, it's another one of those. Cool. Yep. Super into it. So... This show, like, you know how in Higurashi, like, the first arc is just like, oh, a couple people died. Yeah. And then it mm-hmm. restarts and Keiichi dies again. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I guess it's by the end of the third arc, like, things start to escalate and you realize, like, oh, there are much bigger forces at play here. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like, like, in the third arc, like, the gas disaster happens and it's like, wait, where the fuck did yeah. that come from? Yeah, you realize, like, the full scope of what is happening here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So towards, like, the back half of ReZero, things start to get really, really fucked and escalate in a crazy way. Uh-oh. Like, there's one episode that just has the most, like, insane over-the-top ending I've ever seen in, like, anything. Oh, no. <laughs> Where... Everyone's dead, and he's just looking up at the sky, and the end of the world happens, and then his head falls off, and his body slumps over, and then, like, booming orchestral music plays, and the credits (laughs) scroll by while it's still holding that shot of his body just slumped over, dead in the snow. Yeah. For, like, three minutes while these credits scroll by. My (laughs) God. They just hold the shot for some reason. And then, like, the last couple seconds of the episode are him waking up and restarting the loop. Mm. It's effing crazy. That? So, 
sounds yeah. pretty good. It's it's a crazy show, and it kind of... John, right, do you, you remember? Can... Mm. Right, you can say fuck. It's okay. No, I. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember, John, in Fate Zero, the whole discussion about like what it means to be a king? Yes. Yes. Definitely. So like, basically, that's one. Place. That's one episode that is like entirely dialogue, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and it's really really good. Yeah. There's an episode like that towards the end of ReZero where oh. our main character really loses it. Like, uh-huh. he's, he's effing done after that scenario I just described earlier where yeah. everything has gone to hell in an end-of-the-world type of way. Yeah. So he just completely, like, loses his will to do anything whatsoever because he feels so massively overwhelmed. Mm. Yeah, like Rico so this, becomes, you know, very similar state in uh, yeah. Higurashi, really. She just becomes an alcoholic. He becomes, like, literally despondent and, like, not responding to anything. Oh, wow. He, he breaks. Mm. <laughs> so, like, towards the end, though, there is an episode with, like, one minute setup and then 20 minutes of two characters talking. Oh. And it's really, really good. <laughs> And Ooh. by the end, I was just like, wait, was that the entire episode? It feels like it just started, but I, like, I'm scrolling back and going like, no, this was actually just two, 22 minutes of two characters talking, and it was amazing. Well, we had moments like that in uh, Shinsekai as well. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And like those quiet just... moments can often be, like, if written well, yeah. they can be some of the best shit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was just shocked that they pulled off, like, literally, like, over 20 minutes of two characters talking. That's it for the whole episode. Yeah. And it's probably the best episode and the one I probably want to rewatch the That's most. That's so like, fucking if cool. I, if I revisit the series. That's so fucking cool. And hey, I, it's guess, basically... I guess it's watchable on my anime list, too. Oh, interesting. I might have to watch that. Because cool. basically, it's one character like trying to talk him out of his depression, mm-hmm. even though she doesn't know what's wrong because she he can't tell her about the time loop. Yeah, that's it so creates it's a real weird... interesting dynamic where like yeah. the problem in Higurashi was that like well nobody's going to believe the little girl. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. just talking silly, and this you're just literally dead and off to the next loop. Yeah. So like the character of Rem is maybe a bit too waifu bait, mm. but it's all, she ends up being really important because she just decides to c- trust him unconditionally. Um, and like, that's what he needs at that time right. where mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know what's wrong, but geez, I'll believe you. <laughs> Cause he just breaks just in a way. I haven't seen a character break broken ever. as a person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so the title of the show re zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does that mean? So, the full version is like the translation is something like uh, starting from zero in another world. Yeah, and you may, it's kind of like uh, your life from April, where that title doesn't really make sense towards the end. Yeah, or till the end. Uh huh. Because you start at the beginning, you think oh, like oh he's in another world. That's what they mean. But it ends up actually referring to that one episode where he is just completely broken, and then he's like eventually comes around is like well we're at zero now we're i'm gonna start over mm-hmm. so that's starting from zero in another world because he yeah he needed that yeah that's pretty cool 
it's a very interesting show. It's definitely cool. something I'm that is going directly on my going to watch that very soon list. Cool. Wow. I mean, it seems hit or miss with people. Like, I think if the hook doesn't work for you, like mm-hmm. the time loop thing, like mm-hmm. people are like, oh, does this show get better? I'm like, what are you talking about? This show was great from episode one. I like loops. <laughs> I like time loops. Yeah. Hey, listen to the Adventure Zone. It's yeah. real good. Uh, cool. So this is based on like a, a Japanese light novel series, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and the anime's like chapters or not chapters, but like whatever twenty five of the actual seventy. Oh. So they got a lot more material to get through. Wow! So there's like no ending here yet. I mean, the arc concludes, mm-hmm. but it's not okay. like the whole story is over. Gotcha. Uh-huh. That's I have what somebody... you can ask for. Yeah. I have an idea about about where it's going, which is, of course, a very dark place, but we'll get there later, maybe. Because mm. I think evil forces are at work in this show. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's being murdered like every episode, of well, course Well, yeah, are. that's pretty fucking dark. <laughs> Boy, and it gets really kind of gory at, at points. Like Excellent. Yeah. I guess cool. that's probably enough about that show. It's yeah, real. It makes sense for just kind of the Higurashi vibe, I think. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, so is maybe, that just everybody? Yeah, continue. It's it's kind of anime though, in a way like Code Geass Code Geass is very anime. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's yes. kind of the one. There's some fights towards the end where it's just like you want this show to be grounded, but now it's also like Oh, also, knights in this world can just jump, like, 200 feet in the air and do all this crazy shit, and it just kind of takes some air out of it. Yeah, that seems mm-hmm. kind of silly. But it's also, like, to show... Because our main character, he can't do that. He He's just completely powerless. <laughs> he's just a boy that can die. Yeah, yeah. His superpower. Like, pretty much. He's got an amazing God. superpower that, you know, that will kill him. <laughs> Yeah. So that's ReZero. Cool. cool. So that's ReZero. Uh, anybody else got anything else? Not really. I played um, I played Severed for like, I played like a third of Severed mm-hmm. and didn't like it. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. That's the, that's the dungeon crawling um, iPhone game, Wii U game, yeah, yeah. Where, uh, the, where the random encounters are replaced with like basically little fruit ninja yeah. fights. Yeah. Um, and the action parts are very easy, and the dungeon crawling is totally perfunctory, because if you die in the fights, you just restart right before the fight. Mm. So why even have the dungeon, the ma- the craft paper mazes? Um, so it didn't resonate with me at all. I looked at some videos of the final boss fight, and it looks like the story looked like it was going where I thought it was going, mm. which was a good, cool place. Sort of a story about loss. Mm. Um, but yeah, it didn't impress me at all. Sorry, Eric. Sorry, Eric. We love you still. We do, mm-hmm. we do. So I guess if that is... I love me my iPhone games and my Dungeon Crawlers and my Fruit Ninja games, but... Mm. So I got that... What are you going to do? I guess if that's that's everybody haven't done everything, we can move on to... I got, I got no butt steam uh, this time, but if you got butt Ooh. steam, as always, you can shoot that to Polly at SucksMakePeopleSexy.net with either a link or... Uh, a screen grab of uh, said post and we'll read it and mock the people who make the internet stupider for all of us. Yeah. Uh, so with that, we will move on to news! 
do, 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 do. Oh, do, wait, do, do. We already have a news theme, you yeah, did. It's playing oh. right now. <laughs> nepu, nepu. We're so good at podcasts. Yeah. I know. Uh, so, breaking news, like, literally while we're doing this podcast. Inti Creates and Sunsoft team up to create Blaster Master Zero. Where has Sunsoft right? been? What have licensing they been doing? That they're probably just a licensing thing now. I know, but that's just so weird. It's just like, I saw their name <laughs> on my timeline. I had to, like... <laughs> I had to Double like take. triple take there because it's like Suns they're not a company anymore. But yeah, Blaster Master Zero on 3DS. <laughs> this year. cracks me up because it's like the third fucking remake of this original game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuz there's the Game Boy Color port and then there's the Wii version. Yeah. And there Wii might version. be others that I'm forgetting about. Yeah. Was it like WiiWare type thing? Oh, this is going to be a downloadable on 3DS. I know, yeah. but what was this there's, Wii you saying? There's, like, Blaster Master Reloaded or something yeah, on, on the Wii. Wii. And it's very and, like, slow and boring and awful. And Yeah, it got completely ignored. Like, it was one of those, like, when Mega Man 9 came out, everyone was like, oh, let's do our own retro revival. Yeah, gotcha. and, this, and then that came out in, like... Sort of a Sonic 4 type deal. Yeah, this, yeah. this looks like a... Um... This looks like the original, practically. Like, yeah. the sprites aren't that different. Yeah, these look like the same sprites. You know, obviously there's more fidelity because they can use yeah. more colors and stuff. But... but the tank looks very similar. Yeah, yeah. The, the overhead the stage is you don't have big old giant fucking head anymore. <laughs> but uh, I'm talking about the 3DS one. Yeah, I am too. Oh. This looks uh, oh. this looks pretty cool, though. I will, I will probably pick this up. Cool. I got news. What's that? Game Maker Studio 2. Fuck yeah! Oh yeah. Looks fucking rad! They changed the UI for After... the first time in like since ever. Yeah, I don't since think Game Maker ever... 4 in like 2000. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yup. Looks real good! Yeah. There's just a lot of really cool way. Like the, the entire workflow of creating a game. It looks like they're trying to simplify that process even even more. They're they're uh, they're bolstering like the image editing to make that stuff a lot easier. Uh, just mm -hmm. a lot of really cool features like uh, the ability to just turn click and play commands into code. Like um, just like yep. a lot of really really smart ideas that look like you might have me on day one, guys. I might go ahead and pick that up. Yeah, as someone who spent a long, lot of time in Game Maker, yeah, navigating a mess of different windows for objects and sprites and rooms and whatnot. Yeah, it's kind of a nightmare um, to keep track of projects in a way. Yeah, and, between and room uh, everything and they, and everything. Yeah, in in this one, you can actually just create sprite animated sprites in the room without needing objects. Yeah, um, and you can access the objects and the object code from within the room. Very, um, very smart. Everything they showed is just like, oh yeah, obviously. Like this Man, is everything that, so that needed. Sense. This is everything that needed to happen. Yeah, and it could be bad. They could botch it in some way, but it, everything that they showed makes it look like a, everything is smart. Every everything makes me feel good to see. Yeah, which is nothing. Which is not any something that Yo-Yo Games has ever accomplished with me since <laughs> they bought Game Maker. Yeah. Um. Ugh. So, I'm very pleased, and I'm excited to see where Game Maker is going, because it's been 
with me for a long time. I've been, I, I looked on the archive to see what the website looked like when I first saw it, and that was in 2003. Yeah. So, which is over 12 years ago, so it doesn't make sense because I'm 12 years old, but. <laughs> um, yeah, Game Maker is really important to me, and this looks really fucking rad. Yeah. So, has it been Game Maker that whole time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was up through That's... Game Maker 8. Um, and then yeah. Game Maker, and then it became Game Maker Studio. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to me. Just thinking about how, like, how often Flash has a new version. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I I fell off that train pretty much right at the start, but yeah, you, you got <laughs> the Flash four, and we're two. like, we're done. When's Flash Four Two? <laughs> Wasn't Murray made in Game Maker Seven? I think it was. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's my news. Yeah. Because it's clearly the news that matters. That's the big one. Uh, There might be another news story that matters. We've been gone a while. Uh, Nintendo announced a new platform, the Nintendo Switch. And I I have no idea what to make of this thing at all. I like portable games more than console games. Well, good. good. It's a portable system. Yay. This looks like my jam. I want to play Skyrim on the train. I don't have (laughs) trains. weird that they went with Skyrim. That's such a weird game to just pluck out of the ether like that. Mm. I mean, it's really, really popular. It is, but it's just so... I mean, like, I think the only other thing they could have put there was, like, Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, two two days before that announcement, I was thinking, like, seriously, for the first time, man, I really want to play Skyrim. (laughs) So. What's also funny, though, is that then Beth- Bethesda was like, oh, don't take that as concrete evidence that Skyrim is coming to the Switch, because Skyrim Remastered came out, like, a day later for yeah. the other platforms. Yeah. Like, what dumb timing. Yeah. Weird. That was perfect. Weird. But basically, I asked my dad, hey, did you see that thing that I sent you? And he's like, yeah, that thing's going to be huge. Yeah. And, cool. and it looks he- like a dog. Sure. It does look like it a does. <laughs> like a really weird looking dog. But I'm saying, like, my dad immediately understood what this thing was. It's yeah. a handheld and a console. Yeah. And yeah, it took it me like years to explain to him what the Wii U was, and I never really succeeded. And it never fully clicked. Yeah, it's like, like if your dad can look at this thing and understand it just right yeah. off the bat, Nintendo's done something right. Stupid name, yeah. be damned. They've See, got the right idea. I mean, at least it's not fucking Wii U, the yeah. worst name ever. That's the worst name ever. It really is. You think is. Pokemon S&M will come to the Nintendo Switch? <laughs> I love that. That's a really great joke. Yeah. I mean, some people are saying Game Freak likes to stay so far behind that the next Pokemon after that will be on 3DS, which I don't really think, but... Didn't... Was it Black 2 and white 2 that came out on DS after the 3DS was out. Probably. They were cool. Like, they are tech usually pretty far behind. Yeah. Pokemon came out over here in 1998 on the Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> so. I won't, I won't fault them for that one, because it was the first one, but in general, like, they're not cutting edge in any way. Yeah. Well, well worked for them when so they worked with the Game Boy. Imagine how much, how people would be pissed, though, because, like, 
that's the whole golden opportunity with this thing is to finally have a mainline Pokemon playable on your damn TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So imagine if the next one was also on 3DS <laughs> in like 2018 or something. Oh, God, that would be pretty funny. I, I really think... I really think it'll come on Switch. I can't imagine the 3DS being a thing much longer once this is out. Yeah, that's the idea is that they should is that it should just fit both needs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If they fail at that, then they're probably kind of failing at the idea. But I like yeah. portable games more, so good. So, and I like home console games more, so good. So <laughs> everybody, can be, everybody can be excited about this thing, though. So right, like, how long until about... how long until me and you buy one hundred dollar Wii U's now? <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't know about that anymore because everything of worth from that system is going to get ported to this. You think so? Mario Maker, Mario 3D World. Um, They'd be real dumb I mean, they not based... to port those. Yeah, they already showed Mario Kart 8 and Splatoon on this thing. Really? All right. Um, well, we don't know if that's just. Are those ports or are those new games? Um. They didn't look like new games, but people were kind of analyzing the footage super intense, intensely to be like, well, they're showing stuff that isn't actually in the current game, so they seem to be kind of semi-sequels. Gotcha. Like, enhanced cool. port, kind of like, oh, here's some new stuff so you don't feel too burned about buying it again. Now uh-huh. Inkling Girls are extra gay. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat 100%. <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting seeing people like go back to the Wii U reveal and just like what a confusing mess that original reveal was. Mm-hmm. Remember when they revealed it as the new gamepad? Like they didn't even show the actual con- console. Yeah, oh, they did. yeah. A long like, time. Everything about that was such a mess. <laughs> like the messaging so it, was the most yeah. confused. Jesus like, Christ! For it's like years, playing chess thought. with a dementia patient. <laughs> So all this new trailer had to do was to like have that big clack sound when they pull it out or put it in. Yep. Just immediately sells the whole idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think some stuff in that trailer was total nonsense, like pulling the D-pads off the side to do two-player. Like, Yeah, that just seems a bit... Those things are so get... tiny looking. Yeah. But like in general, like, hey, home console and handheld in the same thing. That's cool. Like yeah, I, I'm sitting what they here, said, rumor ages, right? Like I'm yeah, holding yeah. an NES controller right now, and those things didn't even look that big. And the NES oh. controller is tiny. These things look like the size of like the Famicom Mimi. Yeah, Fa- Mini controller. Famicom Mimi. Yeah, I always always thought that was Famicom for some reason. I used to say it wrong, but whatever. That never says anything wrong. No, no. Okay. I never say anything right. (laughs) Are we going to segue to the next story then? Uh, You want that next story? No, you go (laughs) ahead. It's too depressing at this point. I I was going to read it anyway. Okay. Uh, The No Man's Sky Twitter came back to life this week. Hooray! They're finally talking again. Good for them. Good for them. (laughs) So I think... Which was it first, Sean Murray's account or Hello Games account? I'm pretty sure it was Sean Murray's first, wasn't it? I think so. I I only saw this Hello Games one. But either way, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he tweets, No Man's Sky was (laughs) Was a mistake. mistake. (laughs) Hack or not, it's like the, the most true statement that's come out of games media this year. 
So the weird thing about the story is then there was this back and forth with like maybe the hackers emailing like Polygon and Kotaku yeah. and then like them being like, well, we don't think this was actually Hello Games sending it to us, but maybe it was. <laughs> and then yeah. the Twitter accounts like said, hey, are you hacked anymore? And then the other one was like, no, we good now. And then they went silent again <laughs> before giving us any sort of like actual info. <laughs> Just, it's so well, it, just the fact that it just goes back to complete and utter barren wasteland silence. Yeah, I mean, you could make a very good argument. I think that that letter sent to like the two paragraph thing sent to the games media was actually Sean Murray writing it. Yeah, yeah, because it basically throws Son- Sony under the bus for forcing them to release the game when it wasn't yeah. finished yet. Yeah, yeah. So man, it's such a fucking weird. Like the saga, this the saga. Like, this no. is a saga that keeps on giving in the weirdest possible way, and it's not like infuriating and depressing like Inafune Watch was. Yeah, I mean, you didn't buy that game, so good point. You're not going. Where's the update, guys? You made it sound so simple when you launched the game. You're like, oh yeah, next we're gonna add buildable bases and something else. I forget. And now it's been like two months. And you, you stop tweeting about literally anything. And then oh. you got hacked in. Ugh. What a weird story. Oh. I just wonder if they're going to come back, like, next June, and the game's going to be totally different. Like, they're actually going to fix it. Oh, God. Just, just, like, a year later, like, release yeah. this big free patch that's just like, yeah. here's just the that game, game you wanted. The actual game advertisement, like, everything he ever said was going to be in it is actually in it now, yeah. and there's multiplayer. Like, could you imagine if that happened? That would be pretty... That would be one of the... That would be a save on the same level as Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn. I, I just... There's two ways this either goes, though. They're either doing that, or yeah. they're just cutting and running. I... My money's on number two. But, yeah... Like, if they were doing the first one, why are they being so silent? Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is... But, like, when you see the threads on NeoGAF about it, everyone hates that game so much now. There's just so much anger. And that's, like, the well-moderated forum. Yeah. Like, the Reddit, I heard, is, like, complete anarchy at all times. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, all semblance Red- of moderation has been given up ages ago. No. The, the moderators got purged because everyone was assuming they were on the No Man's Sky, like, Hello Games payroll. Oh they my They couldn't be trusted. God. So they, like, fired all the mods and hired new ones. Like, <laughs> crap. Total, like, anarchy, like, overthrowing the mod system. Holy crap. Yeah, it just seems like... It's like the shitty, the shitty game and the shitty marketing and everything, but also this is just some of the most gamers being gamers type yeah. bullshit. It's so frustrating, though, because, like, he straight up lied, like, on a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. As much as possible, basically. Yeah. But, man, it is literally impossible to talk about that game without just... Inspiring all of the hate and vitriol that goes along with it. Yeah, I have never... I've never said a thing on, like, my Twitter or anything about them... Yeah. ...bullshit, because I just know it'll be construed as that kind of gamer anger of like yeah. we didn't get all the graphics 
<laughs> we were promised. <laughs> Where's my bottle? <laughs> so it's 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 so much bullshit on every side that I'm just like I'm not engaging with this. I have no stake in this. Whatever. <laughs> you know. Whatever, the other thing John, you're just being a cuck now. Oh god. Boom. There we go. The other thing that's funny about that game is like I was following the mods for a while and since like nobody's playing it now the mod scene has kind of dried up just kind but of, um, the last few were just straight up like hey we found content that was like not finished we put it back in oh <laughs> well there's uh. just like hey here's like a system that proced- procedurally generates random buildings we activated it oh, and just weird. like hey here's like a bunch of tree models that are that don't have hit detection but you can see them, so we just put them back in. And then some one guy's like, hey, here's like a bunch of biomes that don't show up normally, but they're turned on now. It's super weird. Fucking weird. Like, everything in that thing really does point to, like, they just cut and released it when it wasn't done yet. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, that's definitely always seemed the case. But, you know, yeah. Sean Murray certainly was not helping matters. No, he... Yeah. Uh, he actively yeah. made problems he, worse. Oh, yeah, he did every. He did everything you're wrong except make money. Because yep. he got that hype level up to insane levels. But then now the blowback because of that hype yep. is also at insane. Ridiculous levels. Self-perpe- it's a self-perpetuating hate machine. Yeah, yeah. Like, people get so mad about that game. And then people get mad at the people getting mad. And it's just. Yep. yep. It's so just like fucking I cannot engage with that yeah, in yeah. any context besides talking about it on this podcast. I have no interest in engaging it's like a, with it's just a the shit, No Man's Sky. It's a shit factory that only recycles shit into more <laughs> shit. Yeah. This is basically the only place where I feel like I'm on it, the same page yeah. as anybody. Yeah. It is like, boy, can you imagine a world where Mighty Number no. 9 isn't the most disappointing thing of the year? Woo! Woo! You dodged Jesus. a bullet. Dodged. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No man. No man's sky. It's better than better nothing. Better than nothing. <laughs> Any other oh, news? Man. I think that's it. So that's all the news. We're gonna kick it on down to questions. If you got some questions, you can fire those off to us on Twitter at SMPS underscore updates or to the old email box at podcast at socksmakepeoplesexy.net give us the questions uh raquel writes in when playing rpgs do you have a party member that's, that seems to die the most out of everyone in the party <laughs> i've got a good story for this I, okay yeah uh, you're gonna have R- to come up with one because i can't really think of what this would first be. rpg Anne and i ever played together nino kuni for the playstation mm-hmm. right right um Ultimately, kind of fucky in a lot of ways, but it was a great entry point. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's three party members in that game. It's the main boy and the pirate guy and then this girl who you meet early on. Girl is useless um, in fighting. So we had her in the background throwing sandwiches to the other party members because those are the potions in your game are sandwiches. Good. <laughs> sandwiches are good. I like so, sandwiches. 
So for the for the rest of our RPG making career, every time we have a party member that's just useless and dies a lot, and we just have them in a support role, mm-hmm. uh, we call them. Oh, it's the sandwich person, sandwich girl. You're on sandwich duty. You're on sandwich duty. <laughs> exactly. All right, put him on sandwich duty. Put Marl on sandwich duty. Put them on sandwich duty. Um, so that was our first experience with that. Was the was creating the sandwich duty thing. And wow, after like three or four glasses of wine, it's a lot harder to put words <laughs> together. <laughs> oh my Lord. god, that drunk laugh. You fucking lush. <laughs> Alright, you go ahead. Um, I know, I can't really... Yeah. Like, it doesn't sound like a common problem. Like, I've never really played a game. Where, like, like okay, like, maybe Han and Fantasy Star 4. Like oh, that, God. That was, yeah, totally that. was that. pretty goddamn constant for a while. I remember we got l- not even 30 seconds into an episode once and Han was already dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's the perfect answer, I think, to this. Like, that's the only instance of a character, like, dying just, it, just constantly that I can think of. God damn it, Han, you piece of the garbage. The only thing I can think of is, like, when I play Fa- Final Fantasy IV, like, I don't really bother with Edward because he's so yeah. useless. Yeah. I was just thinking of Edward. Just let, just, just let I mean, him that's, die. It, it characterizes him, you know? It kind of does. <laughs> yeah, like, it makes sense for his role in the story. Yeah. I kind of really love that. Oh, we got... So the next question is for John. All right. I'm listening. <laughs> can, I read, can I just read something really quick? I, oh, feel, sure. I think that this is just a real dumb way to describe something. I just saw this tweet on my timeline, and I just want to comment on it. All right. Grab your copy of this hard platformer inspired by old-school pixel art. What? What kind of... What does that even mean? It's a platform. It's... A, it's a hard platformer uh, inspired by old-school pixel art. Well, it means they didn't play old platformers. They just looked at pictures of them, guess, and they yeah. were like... I just thought right, that that was a... Based on that. That's just like the dumbest fucking thing to pop up on my timeline. What game is it? Uh, let's see here. Okay. God, don't put the name in the tweet, you fucking idiots. Oh, sure, let's great. see. Just Bones. Oh, okay. Just bones. Uh, it looks like a fairly unimpressive one of those. Mm. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean by one of those, too, which is the sad part. Yeah. Another quick thing, I was reading the Blaster Master Zero press release, and I just noticed this. It says, everything is starting again from zero. Just, <laughs> just like the name of that anime. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Japan. Japan. You so. Yeah. 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 Also, one more thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, you know how I said like Rayforce does the best thing <laughs> with with where it does the smooth transitions from level to level. Yeah. yeah. It does the other best thing a shmup can do. That being bosses with multiple sections that you can destroy piece by piece. That always feels good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think y'all are on the same page as me there. Yeah, I like any game, like any, that just like lets me tear pieces off of a boss, or yeah, or, or just, or if it just has multiple hit boxes that each light up individually when I shoot them. Yeah, it just Love feels it good. Can't do that. I feel the art of hit boxes that light up is over. 
I, I really don't. like that though. Like, I, I love do that it in all my games. I love it. No, I'm saying we love it, but games don't seem to do that as much. And it's yeah. a real fucking good way to show that you're actually damaging something. Yeah. Okay. Question Fugitive for John. Did that. Fugitive did it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> question for John. Jens Renzing says, "When will John continue his insightful journey into Silent Hill on SMPS?" <laughs> Oh, that's really nice. I was thinking about doing that the other day again. If I did it, I would probably um, revisit the first two because they're full of a lot of bullshit. Um, and I'd have to play four. And I would only do one through four. I, I'm not going to play a bunch of shitty yeah. games. Um, a series but... may as well have ended after four, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little ambitious when I started that. Um, oh, God, yeah. You've got... Silent Hill Origins, Silent Hill Homecoming, Silent Hill Shattered Memories, Silent Hill Downpour. Look at you. Yeah. You had so much planned, and I remember you came to me, like, not even, like, three months after you did the, I think it was the second one, and we're just like, I'm probably not going to finish this. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it is so funny. <laughs> You're so funny, John. I love okay. y'all. Okay, maybe we should cut this before the podcast gets put on hiatus for another month. <laughs> All right, okay. so is that all the questions? I don't, yeah. I don't want to do another podcast. <laughs> okay, that's all the questions. That's all the questions. If you got questions, again, at SMPS underscore updates on Twitter and podcast of socks, make people sexy dot net. John Thire, where can we find you? Farawaytimes.com. Rhett, where can we find you? n3.tumblr.com because I might not be paying my web hosting dot this month. So. <laughs> so dot... Oh god, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> and don't forget to vote once again oh, yes, please. for your socks cast please, sex please, please. for your socks cast sex oh. symbol. Oh, that vote. <laughs> yeah, that vote. That vote. What did you think I was talking about? There's nothing else to vote for. I don't think there's anything coming up within two days if you're listening to this. No, line. not at all. Not at all. No, get out and vote, seriously. <laughs> Holy shit, please, dear God, please, please go out and vote. For the love of fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, dear God. All right, thanks for listening again. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.